3: Let me ask you a question real quick. Do you ever want to live in a fantasy world where the most handsomest guy always ends up with a girl? And he may have time travel to been a secret prince, but no one in the story ever asks any questions. You can live on Park Ave with a salary from Mickey D's, or walk from Denver all the way to New Orleans. But me, I prefer all the reality, and the
2: truth bombs drop from the coop at
3: RTP. you got what we need. Cause these movies are a
1: chore, but you keep us wanting more. i you, you got what we need. Cause roasting is your technique. I'm gonna tune it every week. Hey, hey.
0: Laters, baby. But not too much laters. Cause you got what I need. Thank you for tuning into Romancing the Pod. You had us said hello. I'm Paige Wesley.
1: I'm Mikey Randolph. And I'm
3: Todd Schlosser And this week I made you all watch David you got mail, huh? S. Pumpkins Oh, sure Yeah, you've got mail Or as I like to call it You've got
1: fail Oh
3: Because I whirt,
1: Did not whirt. like this movie Oh,
3: you didn't? What didn't you like about it? Is the fact that Like he knows Halfway through the movie That he is the guy Emailing her And he like Gaslights her Like the whole rest of the movie There's that yeah, Or he There's... just
1: catfishes her <laughs> yes. yes There's also the point Where they're both in relation miserably oh, using yeah. the person because they're yeah. lonely
3: this jumps out of the gate with both of them having emotional affairs absolutely they're cheating on their partners i'm just glad they weren't married we were like almost to them like married i was like okay at least
1: they're just boyfriend girlfriend i don't think it's much better like does that make sense like no it's not much better but if they had three kids together each with their other spouse, it would be worse. Yeah, that would be worse. (laughs) Frankly, out of the Meg Ryan Tom Hanks vehicles that we have watched so far, Joe the Versus the Volcano is so far the top choice of best Meg Ryan. We have
0: to watch
3: Sleepless in Seattle though. That's the one we're missing. That one is stellar if I remember correctly and I haven't seen it in a while, (laughs) so I really hope it does.
0: Well, we're not watching it next
3: week because we have tradition to uphold. Hell yeah, Paige. Hell
1: yeah. And then it's Christmas
3: and then we're all fucked. Because you know what happens to Mikey at Christmas? Or should I say Christmas Mikey? It's November 1st. Christmas Mikey has arrived. <laughs> ho, ho, hoes. There is a Christmas
1: <laughs> in this movie. I need my
3: blanket. You also need to talk to the mic when you're yelling.
1: I don't need to talk to the mic when I say I want my blanket.
0: Mikey has left the chat. That's- <laughs> and it is running. I'm sorry. None of you can see how Mikey ran out of the room to get a blanket, but it was pretty
3: great. I would call it a scamper, honestly. I'm not sure it was even a run.
0: Hop, skip, and a uh, hoppity scampers.
3: Oh, I'm going to leave this in, and he's never going to know. He'll never know. He never listens
0: to the podcast. <laughs> what? I don't care. I don't care what you say.
3: <laughs> you know, my Christmas movie comes out November 17th. <gasps> it's
1: called Santa's Boot Camp, and it's Santa's on Lifetime. Boot yes.
3: Camp. Santa Boot Camp won't you come and (laughs) rail me from behind
0: all night been an awful bad girl santa boot camp so hurry down my chimney tonight
1: okay yeah mikey
3: are you doing watching the promo
1: (laughs) yeah there's not even a scene that i'm in in the promo
3: i'll tell you why mikey you want to know why people couldn't handle that kind of raw sexuality exactly here's (laughs) why melissa joan hart won't talk about it on social media because she knows the truth. The real leading man was in the background the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think I got cut. But I think that's going to be even funnier. Like, if they cut you out of the movie, we know it's the truth, though, Mikey. Because they couldn't have you on screen and us empathize with whoever they got to play, like, the hero in the movie. Be like, who is this handsome devil in the back? Get him up front. <laughs> Kick this other to, <laughs> to the back. Whatever closeted
0: gay in a turtleneck they found to play the leading man in this movie... You know what you do Hallmark (laughs) Rita Marino's in it or as you Described her when you were texting us some old lady (laughs) (laughs) She's an Oscar
2: winner
3: Guys guys, we have to get Back on track so have you guys ever seen You've got mail before it was My first time today really I mean it Mm -hmm. might as well have been my first Time seeing it because I don't think I've seen it since I was like A kid ass kid Mm -hmm. like I did not remember the whole Him knowing and her not knowing Subplot that lasts like like four Minutes in this movie I honestly think The movie doesn't need that Part it makes me not like him Yeah same he is keeping a secret From this woman that he is like gaslighting Into like in the in the Final moment of the movie when she Was like I'm so glad it was you I was So hoping it was you I literally Said aloud yeah because that's what He's been gaslighting you to do All spring <laughs> or whatever like you have Been building up this moment in your mind and he has been Manipulating that so that it is him Anyway fuck this guy
0: yeah. I don't know. There's there's a part of me that like as uh, as someone who loves books and book things. I felt like I didn't get a real satisfying <laughs> Uh, resolution for her Losing her store Like I know she's gonna be A writer But at the same time I'm like It's not quite the same I kinda liked it When she was going to Maybe be an editor And get to like Get other people's books made I thought that would've Made her really happy But like They
3: positioned that Like it was uh, Beneath her job And I be mean, like It's not I think she would be Awesome if I that I thought she like, would've Been amazing like, at like, that Why she... if that seem like It's beneath her Anyway whatever I don't know I think they just wanted to go The artistic Oh she's writing the books route you know which is fine but I guess there was a
1: strawberry that lived in the ocean because they're <laughs> children's books
3: oh yeah that is a children's,
0: children's books are wild that was the other thing I was like a bookstore that only sells children's books I know they exist but I'm just like like only like up to chapter books or just picture
1: books like what are we doing here unfortunately Barnes and Noble is cheaper and like you know better <laughs> selection than just children's <laughs> books
0: here, here's what I will say, and they briefly gloss over this like momentarily in the movie, uh, is they talk about that there's a mystery bookstore called Sleuth yeah. that they're trying to put out of business. So we actually had a mystery bookstore near UCLA. Is that just what you want us to believe? Ooh. <laughs> and it was really cool. But I feel like those are the kinds of bookstores that kind of last, the ones that are, like, specific, because then they're going to carry stuff that Barnes & Noble doesn't have. Right. Like, if I go to Ripped Bodice versus the Romance section at Barnes & Noble, I have so much more choices if that's what I want to oh, read. yeah.
3: Like, you're walking out of Ripped Bodice with, like, a books in a paper bag, right?
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. They they do have paper bags. Uh, but yeah, like stuff
3: <laughs> you can't send through the mail. Like, it's that <laughs> dirty. You know what I'm saying? No, like it's no, gross. But-
0: but stuff where I can like walk <laughs> up to the counter and be like, I'm only I only feel like reading romance books with plus size main characters. And they're like, great, we got you. Here's a stack.
1: Paige, you go to an adult bookstore. Those are not going to close down. <laughs> it's, not,
0: it's not an adult bookstore. It's a romance bookstore. Very nicer fronts. You're right. <laughs> it is very similar. You're right. A lot of children go there. There is a children's section there. I immediately have, a have about right over seven here, questions. <laughs> I, I used to read, okay, there's like whole series of books for like younger girls that are not like They they don't have sex or anything in them, but it's like, here's a historical princess who falls in love with somebody Oh, like Twilight. They do probably have Twilight there. I have not looked for it, but I'm sure it is probably there.
3: But I mean, it is a trashy romance story. I mean, like I would see why it would be there.
0: Yeah. But there are there are like they have stuff for like young readers and whatever. Anyway, so like I there there are some merits to the small bookstore having a more catered to or tailored selection We're at a point now where most of the Barnes and Nobles and everything have closed, right? Yeah. So our closest bookstore options are all mom and pop bookstores, which is kind of fun. But like this movie kind of is like, yeah it's totally okay To steamroll the little guy As long as she gets To marry somebody At the end I'm just like Yeah, yeah
1: that's a woman's Place Paige Oh no. god Mikey No baby Her own business No thank you <laughs> So glad we <laughs> co-own A business <laughs> <laughs> I,
3: I just wonder how Like Tom Hanks' family The Foxes Are gonna handle it And you've got mail Two That takes place In like 2009 2010 2011 11. When they go out of business because Amazon's A thing yeah, yeah. I like, at
1: that point they have Billions of dollars and I'm sure they'll be fine
3: It's wild to me that they want me To believe that Tom Hanks Is like a multimillionaire, Being the son of this like Fox Books mm-hmm. or whatever and he Is involved in the day to day Of that one store that's Around the corner like that drove me Crazy
0: that was Madness to me
3: I was like is he a Regional manager like what is he Like yes. what's going on here because if you're a Regional manager you probably make decent money That's fine but you're not like living on A yacht when you break up with the I, honestly, amazing actress Parker Posey. She's literally oh. the best. How she has been overlooked for Oscars is insane.
0: I
1: love that she just Parker Poseys her way through every movie she's in. I thought it was more like his position was like go find locations to expand in, build a store, shut down the competition, and then go on to the next one.
0: But here's the thing. Okay, so as <laughs> someone who who has worked in retail and has opened stores, right?
3: Yeah, I've done the same page.
0: Yeah, corporate doesn't really concern themselves. Like they just want to know that the deadline is met. They don't care about the competition in the area. You're not actively trying to shut anybody down because if you're opening there, you already think you can. So you're just going to open there. And like the highest, like regional manager would help get the store open. Like, There are people who would scout locations, but they just like pick one and then you show up with keys and like open it. And then like they might hire the construction people, but like they're not on site. They're not involved. Like we I opened like three different stores with Sir Latab. Honestly, like you set it all up, you order it, sometimes you email corporate. And then months later, after the store's been open, they show up and they're like, Looks good And then they leave Like that's <laughs> Like There is no version Of his job Yeah It does not exist Do you want me to Spoil my big fun fact Now or later
3: Always now I never put off Pleasure Paige Yeah big fun fact
1: Millions of people In 98 Fell in love And had cyber sex On AOL that ASL baby My big fun fact Is did you know This is a remake
3: Yes it is And it's The remake is uh, Titled after her store
0: Yeah Her Sorry, store the named original After one. The, the original yeah. yeah. Uh, there have actually been like six or seven different remakes of this story. Yeah. Uh, there's a couple differences between this one and pretty much all of the other versions. I mean, obviously, email, because most of the other, like the first one is 1940.
3: Yeah, it was in the 40s. Yeah.
0: Um, and then there was a play before that. But in most versions of this, and there are three or four, uh, they are co workers that work in the same store. That don't like each other But are pen pals Okay Which I think is really
1: interesting Oh like anonymous pen pals? Yes yeah, Yes yeah. That sounds more interesting Honestly
0: I'm kind of more on board for yeah, it Yeah I
1: sort of dig it Yeah This is the most least charming I think I've found Tom Hanks In a very long time
0: Yes And I think in part Because of all of his weird relationship And family stuff Because like First of all His dad <laughs> is designed to look like Donald Trump's dad Hardcore Yes he is. Yeah Look like Fred Trump. Yes. And I could not get that out of my brain. That was terrifying. <laughs> uh, and they seem to function kind of like the Trump dynasty a little bit. But there's Parker Posey, where they don't seem to even really like each other, but they're in a relationship, which is odd. Then he's got his stepmother who seems to consistently hit on him. Oh,
3: the stepmom's trying to bone down T. Hanks.
0: Right, until she leaves with, with the, the nanny. nanny, which is kind yeah. of, I think, their way of just getting rid of her in the story, I-, I guess. But listen, I get it. People date every kind of people. It's fine. People date every kind of people, whatever. <laughs> um, there's, But there's all of that, and at no point does he seem to be like, Like, it's not until the very, very end where he's like, I don't know what I want. And I'm like, but you do know what you want. That's never been a problem with you this whole time. Yeah. The problem is that, like, you commodify the relationships around you. Like, that you are treating your relationships like business. Like, and we're not even going to address that in this movie, I guess. So. Yeah. Yeah, he is. Kind of unlikable, which is tough to do because he's David S. Pumpkins.
1: I know, and he is so damn charming. At the end, I was like, oh, they're just gonna, like, kiss? And she's like, I wished it was you. I would've been like, you're an asshole.
3: You were expecting her to, like put out more in public at the park? Like, what would would you expect? I mean, what else are the bushes for? Listen, that's fine.
1: I get it. If I was doing the beats of the story, I think about halfway through, she finds out it's him or they find out it's each other and then they have to, like, re-fall in love or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, I I don't know. I
3: honestly think I would have liked that more.
1: Yeah. Like, he shuts her business down and then finds out it's her, like, that night and then, like, And and is devastated. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: Which, at a certain
0: point, I thought that's kind of what we were going to get. When he shows up at her house with flowers, I thought that's what was going to happen. He never
3: apologizes. No, he doesn't.
0: Because he doesn't think he's wrong or anything. It's just, and even Parker Posey calls this out where she's like, you still don't acknowledge that you did this to her. Like you, in a way ruined her life and the movie tries to be like oh but now she's writing now so really it's a blessing in disguise and I'm like he had no right to make that choice <laughs> like my house got burned down by Todd I, I, I have a new hotel room isn't it great and Todd's like arson is my business it's not personal <laughs> but like yeah it's it's very strange that he never apologizes or
3: anything full disclosure before we move on I do be liking fire though
1: <laughs> I do <be> liking- so, <laughs> fire is my business is a really cool serial arsonist
3: catchphrase (laughs) literally gonna make business cards let's do this
0: but make them out of metal so they don't burn
3: (laughs) or make matchbooks matchbooks is so much better holy shit and it just says join the team (laughs) <laughs> it's like open, light, flow fire, fire is my business It's not
0: personal <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, he never at any point Seems to have any remorse For destroying the thing That she worked her whole life on
3: Man, and literally grew up In her mother's store. Yes. I Like if that was me And my mom or dad Or whoever Like I would be devastated Packing up that shop And like locking it up oh, at night Like yeah. when we see Meg Ryan Do it in this movie She's sort of just like Huh That's a fun chapter in my life that we just closed. And I was like, no, that was your whole life. Like, I would be sobbing on the way out. Now, okay, granted, the free market. (laughs) Hey, Paige, hang on a second. We got a call from uh, Ronald Reagan. What were you going to say, Mikey? Put out for the gipper. It's just children's books. Get some newspapers or some shit in there.
0: I, I understand. No, Mikey, you are not
3: wrong. You aren't wrong at all. And I think the same thing about bookstores now. I mean, there are still a few that are around, but most of them died out shortly after this movie came out.
0: Yeah, unless you... Well, I have some fun facts about... Anyway, we'll get to it later, but... Well, no one reads enough, first
1: off. Reading has decreased.
0: Honestly, though, I got way back into reading this year, and I'm happier than I've been in a long time. So if you can read, or audiobook... Get into it
3: Yeah Or podcasts Get into it Listen to more
1: Feed us Give (laughs) us money
0: (laughs) Give me more money To buy more dirty books (laughs) I have one about Christmas And I can't wait to start it
1: Give me more money I want to shut down A pop and mom and pop bookstore Oh
3: I can't wait till we get big enough That we can move into Another podcast's area And then shut them down But careful (laughs) Mikey You're definitely Going to fall in love With the I don't know Way too hot for you Actually you know what Take that back No one's too hot for you That's right.
0: I feel like (laughs) I would have felt better about it if we had demonstrated that the bookstore was her mom's thing, but not her thing. And they have a couple lines that try to suggest that, but it's really not enough. She seems so happy there. She seems to love the people there. She seems to truly have a way with the kids and loves it. And people even say like booksellers and agents loved her because they knew if she liked a book, it would sell. So, like, it really seems like even though, yes, it was her mom's store, that that was kind of her place and she kind of like... It was her jam. It was her jam. Yeah. And so even later when they're like, you know, she's writing and I'm like, but at no point in the movie was she like, I wish I had more time to write. I love writing and I know I have a story inside me and it has to come out. We don't get any of that till the end. All we get is her seemingly putting so much love and care into this store that the movie casts aside and expects us to be like, well, at least she got Tom Hanks out of the deal.
3: I know, right? I do think that one simple change, though, Paige, would have made me like this movie way more. Because yeah. I can then, at the end, see it as like a, listen, she always wanted to get out of right. this. She always wanted to she write. She obligated. She felt, exactly, yeah. she felt obligated because mm-hmm. her mother passed it on to her, like, There's a lot of people that are born into those situations that don't want to take on whatever it is and go on and have their own life. And they should have the right to do that. And that would have given us the foreshadowing that she wanted that. But we don't get any of that. So I just feel bad for her. and I think Tom Hanks is sort of an asshole for like always showing up and like forcing himself on her in weird situations no
1: no 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 no. it's worse than that here's the scene that made me hate this movie okay after she loses the business she goes to his store yes to the kids section yes sobs while she talks to a lady about children's books the shoe books tom hanks watches her cry and then he doesn't even talk to her that night he doesn't talk to her. That is so wild. So like what if after they get together for like 10 years, he's like, you know, I saw you cry that night. You lost your business at my store. Like, that's a fucking
3: fight. Like, that's like-
1: <laughs>
0: and not only that, like in that scene, they demonstrate that she was right, that the people working there don't know the books yes. and they don't care and they haven't really made it their thing. And she did and cared and loved it. And the fact that it's like We see that she cared so much About all of that And then the movie's just like Well, it's gone now
3: Yeah, <laughs> it's literally like, The night it's gone now She goes and It gets shoved in her face Like, I don't yeah. know It's so And then And then I didn't, I didn't even think about The fact that he doesn't go over there And like, comfort her Because like Even as like Not even like friends But like someone you know Like he has the context To know why she's sad
0: Not even like Here's a coffee I know your day was rough
3: Exactly Like he has the context To know that she is sad And any decent person Would want to be like Hey is there anything We can do for you While you're here Do you want a book Right Like we can give you one For free Do you want a job Like Like, (laughs) like, yeah (laughs) Yeah. Absolutely Do you want to like Run the kids department Because you're so badass at it I mean I honestly think That is beneath her But yeah whatever Yeah I'm so glad you guys Hated this movie because we didn't really talk about it outside of this. Oh, I can usually tell we don't like it when we don't talk at all about it like normally we have the like the whole oh my god and then like don't talk about it save it for the podcast text i'm
1: kind of dreading going scene by scene because the middle like really slogged for me and i was like
0: in my notes i just kind of noted that they had conversations because a lot of those conversations don't go anywhere and don't give us a ton of information
3: no not at all i mean and a lot of the conversations that we get from the emails like the voiceovers. that's what i mean Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, a lot of that just sounds like it's like a young Jerry Seinfeld working on a tight five.
0: The, the thing where they're like, no specific information. And I'm like, well, that drastically limits what I can talk to people about. But I do, I did love the momentary track we took where maybe he was a serial killer. I was like,
3: now that's
0: a movie I'm into.
3: <laughs> I mean, honestly, if it turns out he's not a serial killer, that's cool. Because you know what he didn't do? Shut down her business page. Right? <laughs> what
1: I like is this generation
3: automatically thought everyone on the internet was a serial killer
1: but yet still believes the election was stolen <laughs> he means that like you shouldn't believe anything on the internet unless the unless it was right. sto- my parents yeah. told me repeatedly don't believe anything on the internet or anyone you meet right and then that those same people
3: are fucking up the world by (laughs) believing everything they read on the internet. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I have nothing to add to that. That is just a fact.
0: And also, why are they so into minions? Well, because that's
1: how they view us, Paige.
0: (laughs) Minions? I'm the one with the one
3: eye. (laughs) (laughs) My one-eyed minion is... Oh, I didn't realize you had a minion, because I'm definitely rocking a minion. (laughs) Why is it yellow? Look, I've already started people fighting about tomato soup on Twitter.
0: People fight about tomato soup. It's not like it had an affair with Harry Styles.
3: We don't know that, Paige. (laughs) Yeah, we don't know that. I would also love to be like, why are they fighting over him?
0: But like, I've seen Harry Styles and I'm like, no, I get it. Okay,
1: I tweeted out, how do you like your tomato soup? And three, three people have been like, I don't like tomato soup. (laughs) <laughs> that's the only answer no, no, no there's like input. other answers in there
0: but i'm just like no but i mean like when they tweet i don't like tomato soup no other information just like
3: <laughs> i'm shouting an opinion even though it is irrelevant i'm reading some someone says i don't someone says oh, what was the other one i do not eat tomato soup he responded like he was about to start being dr seuss <laughs> I do
0: not like it in a bowl. I do not like it in my hole. I do not like it here or there. I will not eat it anywhere.
3: Tomato soup is just poop. <laughs> that is Mikey's campaign slogan. All right. Anyway. We got to move on. <laughs> Maybe we should just get into it scene by scene. Yeah, I feel like this
1: episode is going to be real weird. And I'm... Here for it. I
3: am just like Thomas S. Pumpkins. I'm here for it. You mean David S. Pumpkins? I did it again.
1: Stop <laughs> like, like like it, Thomas S. Pumpkins,
3: Pumpkins was Who my is father. He <laughs> here of it, is what you said. Well, let's just jump through it so we can go through it scene by scene. Cool. We open on credits that at first look like bad Tron, like super bad Tron. Like Tron looked yes. better, like the first one. Yeah, looked better than this. Did you guys have AOL accounts?
1: I did. I had an AOL account as well. Yeah. Uh, My uh, Xbox name is still, it's my AOL name still.
3: What is your Xbox name, Mikey?
1: Uh Uh-uh. Nope. Damn it. (laughs) What's your credit card, Todd?
3: Yeah, what's your (laughs) your fucking credit card, Todd? I'd have to be an idiot to get my credit card out in the public forum. (laughs) Who would ever do that?
1: Me. I did that. You did
3: that. Also, my Xbox handles the skins. Get at me, nerds. I ain't scared. The skins? Yeah.
1: What? My Xbox is circumcised.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, because
0: drums. Yep. Okay. Yeah. That was like, as in shirts and, or as in you collect skins? <laughs> or ain't nobody's business who I'm giving skins to. It's none of your business.
3: Oh, I definitely wasn't thinking about that at that point in my life. I was a very mm. young child. Because having an Xbox
0: name that says The Skins sounds like you're the rooftop killer in this movie. <laughs>
3: or a predator. The- <laughs> but instead of skulls, it's Skins. The rooftop killer story is like the most interesting plot in this movie. It and is. And I'm sad we didn't get enough time with it. Well, that and
1: that guy and Steve, uh, Steve Zahn's $450
3: rent in like Manhattan. Oh,
0: rent control.
3: We don't get enough Steve Zahn. I've said this before. I'll say it again. I love, love Steve Love that Zahn. guy. think he's amazing. Sad we don't see enough of him. A nice guy in a camper wants to put our song on the radio. I'm sad and <laughs> You're and we're all son <laughs> Steve
0: Zahn, forever in our hearts. Sahara? Are you kidding me? He's so good in that. It has been so long since I've seen Sahara. I do not remember it at all. Saving
3: Silverman, man. Saving S- Silverman. Oh. Mm-hmm. Come back to us, Steven Zahn.
0: I don't think he went anywhere. Yeah, he's still working. <laughs> anyway, I love that dude. Anyway, uh, from the Tron part, we end up in this weird <laughs> CGI city that looks terrible. And I was like, man, I forgot how bad CGI used to look. <laughs> These were cutting-edge graphics at the time.
3: Oh, man. But it looks like Minecraft... But if Minecraft hadn't like loaded in properly, so not everything was rendered and it's like just right. solid shapes that are vaguely the New York City skyline, like it's So bad. here's
0: what I thought it looked like, you know, on old episodes of Law and Order or really old episodes of CSI where they're like, this is the bullet trajectory. We made
3: a model of it. Yes. Like, that's what it looks like. <laughs> Everything's blocky. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Anyway, uh, we open up on a fancy brownstone, which by the way would cost millions but she may it may have been her mom's that she inherited. So.
3: I honestly thought she owned an apartment inside that brownstone like She might. Yeah, I think that is what happened. Which is probably more doable but I bet they're expensive. So
0: I I always every couple times a year I look at houses in New York just on Zillow and shit for fun. I started doing it when I used to send packets in for SNL. Uh, And so now I just, every once in a while I look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And right now, if you have the money to buy a house, you could buy a a pretty solid co-op in Brooklyn for like two, three hundo depending on what part of Brooklyn you want to live really? in. Really? But okay. she lives in, I think it's the west side? Is it the fashionable side? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's hers is probably a lot more expensive. That place is probably worth a couple mil. Fair enough. The reason I think it's the upper west side is because it's based on a real... Like, the big box store versus small bookstore is based on a real thing that happened, like an actual news story and actual stores. Yeah. I'll talk about in Fun Facts, and they were both on the upper west side. Okay. Uh, so, I did notice... <laughs> That this apartment has beautiful crown molding. And I think it's really weird when they dress up really nice New York apartments to look cluttered and thrift store even though it's clearly a multi-million dollar apartment.
3: Yeah, they make it look like she doesn't have as much money as she clearly would have to have to be able yes. to live there. Yeah. <laughs>
0: They're like she's quirky and, and I'm like relatable. she's a millionaire <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, yeah, is, like the friends apartment is a, is a perfect example Yeah With the friends apartment which also is so massively huge it's impossible Or the Seinfeld apartment that's physically impossible It could not exist Yeah Based on the layout of the hallway versus the actual whatever Yeah So like but I, I love it when they try to make those look Quirky and lived in when they are millions and millions of dollars. Yeah. So we open on Greg Kinnear, her, we will find out, boyfriend, but at the time they don't tell us and it appears like he lives there and they are married.
1: I thought they were married for the first 10 minutes and I was like, these people are terrible.
3: (laughs) I saw this once when I was a kid, haven't seen it since then. I fully thought they were married.
1: Yeah. My dad had an online affair in AOL when I was 10.
3: Oh, God. Mikey, do we need to talk about it? Should we dig into it? How do you feel about that? I would just pick up
1: the phone, disconnect the internet. (laughs) (laughs)
3: <laughs> I love that. All this time,
0: you've been calling Todd, Todd Petty. And yet, you are the pettiest,
1: and I love it. I love this for you. That's not true. Dad having an affair is a lot different than Todd's mad. But Todd's like, how dare they say my voice is loud? <laughs> how dare you say I have a strange voice? <laughs> I, it doesn't sound strange to me at all. Uh, no,
0: I love that. That's great. We open... With Greg Kinnear telling her a story about uh, the state of Virginia taking Solitaire off of all of their computers because no one had worked in six months.
1: Yeah. A taste of things to come, corporate America.
3: (laughs) Yeah, I know. I was like, oh, if they only knew. If they only knew the boomer generation are the ones that started Quiet Quitting. True. Well, I looked it up uh, to
0: see if this was real. And I can report to you that actually in December of 1994, Governor George Allen of Virginia did order that all video games, specifically Minesweeper, Hearts, and Solitaire, be removed from all state computers because there was a concern that state employees were playing these during office hours and wasting taxpayer dollars. However... They never got any proof that that was actually happening. But yeah, of course not. Would never. <laughs> So but they just preemptively removed it. But that's a real thing that that occurred at this time. I what guess.
3: that was so. is that guy who ordered that be taken off their machines wasn't doing his job one day and started playing solitaire and then immediately emailed his like secretary or whatever and said, hey, make sure everyone uninstalls these programs that are under games.
0: Yeah, I, I thought it was either that or he walked past somebody doing it.
3: Yeah. Yeah, or be whatever. Chill.
0: Anyway. So, in this conversation, the part of the reason they're having it is he's kind of like a proud Luddite, which I think is kind of interesting, where he's just like, the internet's bad, technology is bad, sushi later, bye. And that's like his (laughs) opening (laughs) scene.
3: I mean, he's like, name one thing technology ever did for anybody. And she's like, electricity. And he goes, okay, so that one. But like, that's like. You're like what? No, like you're putting on pants that have a belt that like. What are you doing? You're gonna get in a car like or a subway?
1: robotics like. um, farming. I know like, like advances. I think Greg Kinnear has a very punchable face slash personality in most movies he does. Well,
3: I think that's mm. why you see him in this type of role a lot at yeah. this time. And I like Greg Kinnear, like especially I think he's done a lot of good stuff, probably 2010 on. But I definitely do think he was in that like, you know, the the guy the girl's with at the beginning of the movie kind of roles. He had a lot of those roles.
0: Well, and, and I think what they're really trying to do with him in this movie in particular is get across the idea that he's pretentious. I think that's what it really is. That
3: does come across. I, I yeah, yeah, like I could see that. Yeah. Yeah,
0: I like I don't think it's specifically the technology thing. Like if it wasn't the technology thing, it'd be something else. Yeah. Like he's just that guy.
3: I think everyone's a little pretentious about something. Everybody. Like tomato soup.
0: <laughs> <laughs> she makes sure he's gone. She watches him walk down the street, which to me signals that she knows at some degree, that what she's doing
3: is wrong. Yeah, yes. The way she's sneaking around her apartment, like she's waiting for him to leave so she can take care of business, quote unquote. You know what I'm saying? I thought for sure I was like, is there going
0: to be a masturbation scene in this movie so from too. the '90s? If
1: it was realistic, <laughs> where's my picture
3: loading one yeah. one line at a time? <laughs> I
0: remember
2: the
3: times. <laughs> Uh the pornography dark ages online. Yes. Yeah. Then I'd go play Red Alert One. Mm. Hell yeah, Mikey. You are describing my summer breaks.
0: There you go. I have It just, in my notes, oh, okay, so she's having an email affair. (laughs) Yes, immediately. that's what it is. And they don't automatically introduce how they met.
3: Right? This drove me crazy too, Paige.
0: Because at a certain point, I was like, did people think that they just sent emails to random people? Because, like, that's, (laughs)
3: like... uh, Oh, they met in the over 30 chat room. They do, but we don't find that out for a little bit. Right. At the very beginning, I was like, what? Did she email this account, NYC1 through NYC150? or whatever and then this is the only response she got back like what the internet was a very different place back then it It was was. not
1: innocent but it wasn't as awful as it is now but people wanted to actually connect with each other like uh, like now when i go on the internet i don't want to see i don't want anyone to talk to me on the internet uh but is that why you (laughs) ask questions
3: the things that usually have answers he literally like tweeted out how do you like your tomato soup (laughs) yeah like you definitely want people to talk to you online i would say it's very
0: clear Nah. And if you don't want people to talk to you Then you're doing the wrong thing
1: i know, I'm just right? saying You'd go into your little chat room And be like Phew. At the time I was a teenager so I'd be like Hello teens Or like what up ASL And then they would do it They would have the scrolling thing That would happen And you guys would talk shit About whatever was happening Yeah And then you would e- IM and then email And then And then a guy would show up at your house With a
3: bunch of wine coolers <laughs> Mikey, is there something you need to tell us?
1: I mean, I could not afford wine cooler.
3: I would never play <laughs> <present> somebody over. <laughs> Which is why
1: he was bringing them, Mikey. But did I meet some ladies on AOL? Maybe. Everybody met some people on AOL. The concept of catfishing wasn't even real back then. Not yet.
0: <laughs> I mean, it was happening, but it didn't have a name. And here's how I... Okay, here's what's crazy. So our generation grew up with the internet but also without the internet like we existed for a time before it it was prevalent um but almost everyone I know who was on in those early days of AOL and stuff was like oh yeah I used to pretend to be this like we just automatically because we realized no one was checking everyone at some point pretended to be a completely different person yeah (laughs) and that's Kind of funny to me. <laughs>
3: yeah, I would do that all the time. So
0: we will find out eventually that they met in the over 30 chat room, which, by the way, the over 30 chat room was just for people to find people to have cyber sex with. Correct? Well, all chat
1: rooms.
3: Like <laughs> yeah, pottery. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Cats. That's what I'm saying. No, that doesn't necessarily make you wrong, Paige. No, it's just it saying you. it was bigger than that. Like, all of them were for it,
1: but definitely the, the age bracket
0: definitely ones. Definitely the age bracket ones. Anyway... We cut to Tom Hanks's house where we meet Parker Posey, his girlfriend, although we don't know girlfriend at the time, who is, I believe, I think she owns a publishing house or a literary agency. Yeah. One of the two.
3: Yeah. She's talking about like haggling with an agent over an advance for a book. So that's what made me think she owns or was like the head of a publishing house.
0: I think so Because it's Eden Books And so Yeah I think oh, she's, Okay that would make sense Yeah I think she owns a publishing Publishing house
3: Which okay I liked For two reasons I love Parker Posey but she is unbridled chaos in pretty much every movie she's in, Wh- hence my love of her as a character actress. Of course. Um, but I like that in order for her to have attained that sort of status, she would have to be a bright, gifted, talented individual, right? I think she is. Yeah. Like, I don't think there's anything that suggests that she's not. Exactly. I think she is maybe in this movie a little vapid or like that's the way her chaos shows up in the world or whatever. So, like, you don't love her. But, man, I like that. He is dating someone who is like A talented person Unlike his dad Who is not yeah. necessarily You know doing that
0: Well here, here's what I will say As as someone who writes things And occasionally has to deal with agents And, and whatever Sure I want an agent like her Because she's kind of mean In the best way Like, <laughs> like the phone calls we hear her have Where she's just like So and so died So that's one less person I'm not talking to I was just yeah. like Oh, this is a vibe. But then later when she's like, if you think you're getting that kind of advance, I was like, she's kind of a ball buster. And I kind of like it. I think having her in your corner as an agent would be amazing. Hell yeah.
1: Yeah, I didn't like her in this movie.
0: <laughs> okay. I was actually hoping for her and Greg Kinnear to get together. I thought Me that would have made more sense. Too. And then they took it in kind of a weird, different direction with the TV lady. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, this movie is solidly 25 minutes too long. Yeah, it's
3: way too long. 100%. And
0: I feel like you could cut one of two things. You could either cut the 25 minutes that he spends trying to make her fall in love with him in person to yeah. confuse her at the end. Or you could cut out everything about their significant others.
3: Yes. And it would save you at least 25 minutes.
0: And either one would work and you wouldn't hurt the story at all. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so Parker Posey leaves. He goes to the computer. And this is where we find out that they met in the chat room. Yeah. Um, But they're having a full-blown emotional affair as strangers. But also, we kind of get like a montage of them each going out and going to work. And we realize that they are neighbors. They live a couple doors down from each other yes. yeah like
3: they live so close to each other that they bump into each other a lot yes. during this movie where he is like not stalking her yet necessarily you know what i'm saying well, like you know new york's a small town <laughs> you know one person you know them all that's what they say about new yorkers mm-hmm.
0: i will say that <laughs> i i know people who have lived in new york versus in los angeles and other places and a lot of them do comment that you do run into people in New York in a way that you don't in other places.
3: It's probably because it's a super walkable city and it's set up like little villages. Yeah. So, like, you are commonly on the street. Right. Walking places. Unlike here where, I don't know what it's like in L.A., but here, like, I get in my car and I drive somewhere. Same. So no, like, that's the same. Yeah, I don't have a really a chance to meet my neighbors out in the wild, if you will.
0: Anyway, so we get... A little montage of all the shops opening, uh, including the nut shop.
3: (laughs) I like the name of the shop, and I really like that Steve Zahn references it later in the movie. I do, too. That cracked me up, actually. The audio (laughs) that starts that scene is off camera. So I wonder if they thought of that joke and then called him back into ADR it. To
0: ADR it. I think so, too. (laughs) But what really kind of cracked me up about this movie, because this movie definitely wants to have it both ways of like trying to... Be like everything is quaint and cute And that's the beauty of New York but also Is capitalism really that bad Because <laughs> it's like Cute little store cute cafe cute Breakfast thing cute pastries Starbucks Right and then they meet Up in Starbucks
3: later in the movie Yes they do like, that's one of the scenes where I think He's like stalking her at that point yes He knows already she doesn't
0: and We know there's other cafes Because they go to another cafe At, an, at yeah. another point in the movie yeah, but
3: Starbucks has really good coffee so it's- does
0: not starbucks coffee is okay at best not that it's like bad coffee but there is way better coffee out
3: there. i literally recently started drinking coffee so i don't know shit about coffee people get into coffee like people get into wine and i just like i can't do anything to those types of extremes i gotta i gotta bounce i'm sorry i'm more like pizza like that i'm like no
1: that pizza's bad but that pizza's good but like wine and coffee i'm like it tastes like coffee and wine (laughs) a latte has milk yeah no i'm that way about pizza
0: Because if you're just like Domino's or I shaved truffles over it, I'm just like, fuck you, Domino's. You didn't cook the crust right or something stupid. But like, yeah, I know my mom's like $30 for a pizza. I was like, mom. Oh, but it's the best pizza you've ever had. And I feel you. I'm down. Trying to think if I've paid more than $30 for a pizza. I may have.
3: I'll tell you what, man. There are some situations where I would pay a lot more than $30 for a pizza. Like I love pizza.
0: I had pizza one time at a very famous restaurant in L.A. where they make the mozzarella in house. Oh. and the dough I mean, obviously but like any good pizza place makes their own dough but their dough has like a two-day
3: fermentation
0: period is like a whole thing it's hey, delicious
3: sell it to me like what we need is a nationwide like ruth's chris but instead of steaks they do like gourmet pizza
1: oh i went to this place like that
3: uh the other day california pizza kitchen <laughs> <laughs> It was Domino's. <laughs>
0: so, anyway, but we watch them as they walk down different sides of the sidewalk. They kind of go through their their day-to-day stuff. Uh, we see him walk into the store as it's being built uh, with his second-in-command, Dave Chappelle, who I think is essentially the regional manager in this movie. That's the vibe I got. Yeah, I mean, I, I have some fun facts about why he ends up in this movie, which is kind of interesting, but that's who I kind of thought that it was but even at the time because remember this is like what year did this come out i'm pretty sure it's 98 okay so this is before Chappelle' show isn't out yet or whatever he's still kind of building his way up but
3: yeah i mean and he did other movies around this time like half baked was around this time yeah in fact half baked was this year it was 1998
0: killing them softly his the special that like catapults him to like uber fame comes out two years after this
3: yeah i mean he did a, a few movies around this time he did like robin Hood men in tights in 93 and then he did a few movies up until this time and then he sort of went on chappelle's show was uh like 2006 i think yeah 2005 2006 so yeah
0: i mean i do miss this era of him being funny and not saying horrible things about people online and stuff same but like,
1: the internet made everything worse
0: <laughs> i mean Hey, that's what Greg Kinnear said, and that's how you know it's true.
1: I don't like Greg Kinnear, but I, I maybe not the internet, but at least social media made everything so much worse.
0: It definitely impacted us in a way that we did not anticipate. Anyway, uh, so this is where he's kind of talking with uh, Tom Hanks, and this is where we get kind of the like shot revert, like her work and his work of them basically admitting that they're kind of in love with the person that they've been emailing back and forth with and not in love with their partners. Yeah. Which is a real strong swing for both your main characters to be like, I know I'm with somebody, but I don't love them. But we're going to stay together, I guess, while I cheat on them.
1: <laughs> like, <laughs> but it's just emotionally.
3: It does. It's, that's worse. It is very much like, hey, uh, I am signaling to you very early in this movie that I am not invested in my relationship. In hopes that you will also signal that you're not invested in your relationship. And then we can be each other's reason to leave our current relationship. And don't do that to people. Your partner deserves better.
0: Well, here's what I will say, though. Yes, that is all bad. I agree with you 100%. But I also love when she and Greg Kinnear break up later in this movie. It's the most adult breakup I've ever seen, and I respect the hell out of it. It's so
1: great. Yeah, absolutely. It's only an adult breakup because she's like, if she would have been like, I'm having an emotional affair with someone online, I don't think it would have been that great of a breakup.
0: Yeah, I because she doesn't tell him. But I also think it doesn't matter because he wants out anyway. Same. Does that make sense? Yeah. Anyway, uh, this is where we kind of get a view of her store, the shop around the corner, and find out that it is literally like a children's bookstore. But it, it looks kind of magical in the way that small bookstores are like, there is a vibe to a, a small mom and pop bookstore that I love. Yeah, it's and really And this cute. does capture that very, very well.
3: It does, absolutely.
0: And I do love that they're like, it's magical. But then you also hear the guys cussing each other out in the streets and because it's like New York and it's cabbies yelling at each other and stuff right outside. <laughs>
3: hey, it's a mean New York guy. <laughs> it just shows that they're like in the new like love sort of butterfly stage of their relationship because even though like bad things are happening around them, they don't care. They see everything is with roses. Like they're so happy already.
0: Right. And this is where we meet all of her like co-workers. So we meet George, Steve's on. Yeah. Uh, but we also meet and I don't remember her name. I feel terrible, but it's the girl that uh is Miss Rhode Island in in Miss Congeniality, the like Satan's panties,
3: or yeah. like the perfect date is March
0: 25th Like that girl
3: Her name is Heather Burns I only know that because I'm looking at the IMDB on it right now But yeah she was in a bunch of stuff around that time And is still a working actress But she just is more like in the TV show lane Yeah I, she has worked steadily ever since I yeah. would
0: say Yeah Heather Burns She's done tons of stuff Yeah uh, Gene Stapleton is the other employee Edith Bunker from All in the Family, uh, so she is kind of. It seems like she's their accountant, maybe, or inventory and accounting, or something in the bookstore because she seems to always be doing the books.
3: Yeah. So I assume she was like their books person, whoever that is.
0: Yeah. Well, uh, I think what you would technically, in in retail speak, call her would be operations. Okay. So she is talking to them about this person she met online, and this is where uh, the other girl that works with her is like, "So have you done cyber sex?" don't do it they lose respect for you immediately but then we also (laughs) reveal that like birdie gene stapleton's character is like oh i've had cyber sex all kinds of stuff like just like i do it all i'm an old woman and i don't care what people think about me and it's
3: wonderful to be old and free yeah but she is very sex positive for an old woman in the 90s yeah well cyber sex positive well sure yeah and that's all like I guess, verbal based. You don't really have to back anything up, if you know what I'm saying, ladies. So like, No, you
1: just need your Norton antivirus.
3: <laughs> you get it? Yeah, it's like an STD for your computer. Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah.
0: We do reveal later that she may have slept with Francisco Franco. So like maybe less sex positivity for her. Yeah, she was out there in them streets <laughs> fucking them fascists for sure. <laughs> fucking the generalissimo. Yeah. Anyway, we cut over to Tom Hanks, who shows up at his dad's office and he's basically like eh, the neighborhood might be worried about us because it's a lot of mom and pop places we're going to put them out of business but what can you do we're book assholes and then <laughs> uh, Fred Trump is like yeah well I'm thinking of getting married again because my kid's four so we might as well you know like make it official and then the grandfather's like oh I you know I, I think I went on a date with one the lady that owned one of those children's bookstores Yeah. but I think her daughter owns it now we will find out that it is Meg Ryan's Store and her mom was the person He maybe went on a date with
3: But they definitely boned right Like he remembers her From like 40 years earlier Todd Yes what I am getting at is Tom Hanks is marrying his aunt? Aunt,
0: In this movie?
3: I thought the same thing where I was like, wait a second.
0: Because she doesn't mention a dad. Very close with her single mother, though,
3: Paige. Her single mother who works in (laughs) books. Right. That granddad at that funeral is either going to have to make a very sad confession or going to have to watch something happen that he should not allow to have happen.
0: I mean, there is a a version of this movie where she finds out that she's also a child and owns enough stock by inheritance (gasps) to keep her (laughs) store open. Oh, that would be amazing. As long as they don't kiss. (laughs) Well, it turns out Tom's Hank, Tom Hanks is adopted. Oh, I'm back on board. This has
1: started down to porn hubby as a conversation. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway,
0: so we get, you know, Tom Hanks kind of writing about this whole situation with the family. She's writing about her stuff at the bookstore. And they're kind of like having this conversation without realizing that they are kind of interconnected in each other's worlds because she walks outside and notices the new bookstore. And she's like, well, they're impersonal. We have service. We have books they don't have. This is going to be the book district. It's going to be great. And we cut to her (laughs) kind of like continuing this conversation with multiple people. Like she's trying to to convince convince herself.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Faith. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I honestly do really feel bad for her because she is like the owner of that business and she employs three people, right? Which is Mm -hmm. probably why she had to close down.
0: (laughs) I know. That store
3: is smaller
0: than my bedroom and she's got four-person coverage. Like, I used to run a store four to five times bigger than that with just me and one other person. Like,
1: it's madness. madness. She's a terrible manager. So maybe this was on her. Like, she has someone running the books While she is at the store every day. Every day. And
3: also two people at the front. I mean like, what? What you never see is their hours of downtime in the day. No. That's all you see in this
0: (laughs) movie. Here's the thing. That's the best part of retail is the downtime. Like it's bad from a business standpoint. But as far as bonding with your coworkers, that's when the real shenanigans happen is when there's nobody in the store.
3: Yeah. And you were like worked in a store where there were knives ready to be fenced with. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but also a store that had
0: like ice cream machines and pumpkin bread and everything where like they, they would send us boxes of stuff that they're like, you need to demo this. So customers could taste it in store. But if there's no customers in store, you still have to get through it. It goes bad. So like, Every once in a while, someone would just be like, I'm making fun Fetty today. And you're just like, great. <laughs> we get cupcakes That sounds like an awesome perk It was pretty cool I mean like the rest of the job Sucks Yeah retail's hard But think
1: about You know if you need You have four people on your children's bookstore That's like you know 100 square feet big What are you gonna have All four of them doing? There's no way At best
0: One of them might be doing Stock and in inventory Where they're unpacking boxes And putting them out on the shelves And organizing shelves And putting things back Where they should be Another person might be Talking to other people About books Uh, and then yet another person could be ordering new books to fill the inventory that they're putting out but at best, that's three people. And that's like one to two people could do all three of those jobs.
3: Yeah. Like, honestly, she could do all three of these jobs that she has. That's what I'm for. getting at. I'm like, I think all of those employees are figments of her imagination. Oh, God. I don't think we ever see them talk to any other characters in the movie. She
0: never had a bookstore. It was all a shutter <laughs> island. I will say in the scenes where they are busy, Because there are a couple scenes where the the store is busy, where she's reading to people. Then I understand having a couple more employees. For coverage, sure. For coverage. But I would say that these employees maybe work one or two days a week. But this movie depicts it as if they all work there full time, which is madness. That is madness. Absolute madness. madness. Yeah. Anyway, uh, she arrives home to find out that Greg Kinnear has purchased another... Typewriter.
3: And he has one at his place and two at her place now. I'd be like, you have to leave and buy a MacBook or like buy a laptop or like whatever they were called back then. Fun fact I recently bought the equivalent of a modern
0: typewriter. It's being made. I will receive it next July. Here's why (laughs) it's designed specifically for writers with ADHD.
3: Oh, cool.
0: It has no connection to the internet. Like, I can't search anything on it. You can only write. And it's literally just the text. So it's supposed to be for like freeform flow writing. Yeah. And then whenever you're done or whenever you get back to your home or your computer or whatever, it connects to the cloud and just uploads for editing on your computer in your software of choice, be it screenwriting software or regular software. That's cool. Yeah. So like there's a point where was like, he's got three typewriters. I was like, I just ordered a fucking
3: typewriter basically. <laughs> like, like I can't throw stones. I'll say yours has way more functionality than it sounds cool when you type on it.
0: Yeah. Well, I do have a classic typewriter, but they're very hard to get parts for yeah. these days because you do need like tape and, and all kinds of stuff for it. Uh, and it's paper. I- like that's my thing is I'm like. I understand the allure of writing on a typewriter because it is distraction free, but then it's paper and what am I gonna do with it? Just retype it into my computer? Yeah, that is what you're gonna do. Yeah. So at least this thing just like ports it from one to the other. So.
3: Yeah, it's a better version of what he's doing now. But it's also right. This movie's twenty five almost years ago. So like technology's gotten way better.
0: Anyway, so he and he's doing it because of the sound it's ridiculous, but he leaves and she this is the one place where she's kind of like sometimes I wonder if I like my life or if like I haven't been brave and I don't know if I like my life, but it doesn't really examine it much in the movie. Like she makes this one comment about it, but we never really revisit it.
3: There's nothing that I think signifies that she doesn't love her life. I agree. Right. It sets it up, but it never shows us either way.
0: No, and, and she doesn't even seem lonely. Like I feel like there are parts of this movie that could set her up as like that hopeless romantic who loves books, like the Pride and Prejudice thing and a lot of those pieces. I'm like, that fits more with somebody who is single yes. and is like, I read about life I wish I lived. That as a motivation makes so much more sense to me as opposed to somebody who is in I would call a functional relationship with a job they enjoy. Where is the motivation for it to be anything different? Yeah. Anyway, so we cut to Tom Hanks, who's taking his aunt and his uncle
1: no his brother his brother and his aunt brother yeah.
3: and his aunt because honestly his granddad and his dad are sort of not great dudes in my opinion like yeah. his granddad and his dad are dating women around the same age and that age is around tom hanks's age which i would put yeah. it like early-ish 30s is what he's playing in the movie. So Mm -hmm. like not age-appropriate women, right? Which,
0: again, is just extra weirdness sprinkled on top of this movie. Yes, it's a
1: whole 15 minutes of runtime for no reason. Exactly. It
0: does serve to have kids around him that he can take to the store that are not his children. So I understand that piece of it, where it allows him to have this experience without being encumbered. But I also think...
1: He could have just had a niece and nephew. Yeah.
0: He could have just had a niece and nephew. Or he could have had... uh, It could not be a children's bookstore. It could just be a generic small bookstore. And that removes the needs for children. And she could still have a children's section in that bookstore. Like, there are so many really logical ways to get from point A to point B of getting him into that store. Yeah, And this is the most illogical way to
3: do it. (laughs) It does feel sort of crazy because... He honestly could just have a niece and nephew and be going to one of their birthday parties and he needs a book and doesn't know what he wants to get them. So he goes to this child's bookstore because they know books or whatever. It could be Dave Chappelle's kid. Yeah, he could be like their
0: godparent or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, Some secretary's pregnant, like a million and a half (laughs) things that it could be easily that are not his weird family dynamic that just serves to add runtime to this already overlong movie. Yes. Um but this is also where we meet that stepmother who tries to kiss him on the mouth?
3: Yes, she does. And she like caresses his leg later.
0: It's yeah. She Ooh. is trying
3: to bone down T Hanks. Yeah. Actually this is rather porn hubby, the relationship that's going on here. Uh-huh.
0: Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> we get like a little montage of him with the kids. And they walk past the store where there's like a story time. So they go in so they can listen to the story. They're playing in the store. And he must know that that's the store that they're trying to take out. He has
3: to. Which means he also knows that his granddad at least went on a date, quote unquote, with that lady's mom.
0: Right. So they could be,
3: she could be his aunt. She, I think you'll find, is his aunt, Paige. Yes. Man, wouldn't that be a strange thing to have happen? Like they're celebrating their fifteenth wedding anniversary and they get each other twenty three and me. Oh, this is why you shouldn't do twenty three and me. They realize that they've been incestuously married for quite a long time. <laughs> and they can't murder anybody. <laughs> what a bummer. Bummer. <laughs> About the murder or, or having sex with your aunt. I mean, I don't want to have
0: sex with any of my aunts or uncles.
3: That would Same. be very upsetting.
0: Hey, guys, which relative would you sleep? No, I'm kidding. Don't answer
3: that. (laughs) Welcome back to Which Blood Relative Would You Fuck? (laughs) This is the worst game show. You got to go with cousin. I mean, you got to, but I don't even want to. I don't even want (laughs) to. I mean, like, that's the only way to go. I immediately demand we stop talking about which cousins we would or would not fuck and just admit to ourselves that family Targaryen would win the come on down and fuck your sibling and we'll yeah. just move on. We'll just move on with that. We'll move on. So <laughs> he
0: seems kind of like bemused and kind of captivated by the store and kind of the like magic of the store. And he seems to really like her initially on on first meeting her which is why he avoids saying who he is well yeah it's meg
1: ryan who wouldn't like her
0: Eh, but I'm also a straight lady, so I'm I, I, you can't take my opinion into account.
3: I, I find Meg Ryan very charming in movies. I think she's great. She's not necessarily my type, but I definitely understand why people are into her.
0: Yeah, I get it. Anyway, so they he goes to pay for the books and realizes it's like seventy three dollars because by the way,
3: books are expensive. Yeah, when they said seventy three dollars and reacted like that was crazy, I was like, I spent that about a month ago at Barnes and Nobles here in town. On yeah. as many books Actually probably less books Well and That's why there's no more Independent
1: bookstores Because you went to Barnes and Noble
3: Well Pegasus books moved I don't know where they went They probably closed down
1: But <laughs> but $78 in, on children's books In 98 that's a, that's a lot Well
3: I'm glad you guys Are interested in how much That would be Because that would be $132.93 And I have definitely spent More than that In a bookstore recently
0: I could drop $150 In ripped bodice easy if you just gave me 150 bucks i'd find a way to spend it
3: i like that rip bodice is like your target it is like when you walk in there, you're spending 150 no matter what you came in for.
0: When I was there for a class a couple weeks ago, because uh, I, I took a romance writing and publishing class there, and uh, oh yeah, I love
3: their how to write smutty smutty smut 101. It's my favorite. It course. was actually super informative. Highly recommend if you're in the area. Um, Scene
1: opens.
0: They they went well. They went over a lot more of the publishing industry around romance, which was
3: really interesting. Oh, cool. Uh, yeah.
0: But on my way out, I was like, you can buy one book today, Paige.
3: One book. (laughs) You rewarded yourself for sitting through a class you signed up for.
0: And paid for. Yeah. (laughs) Leave with one. Uh, So anyway, he he leaves and he takes the kids with him. But it seems like they had kind of a fun interaction or whatever.
3: Yeah. I mean, there was very flirty back and forth. Like There was clearly a spark that I think they both would like to have pursued. Yeah. But he does very much hide the fact that he is Joe Fox of Fox yes. Books. And I, I really do like the little kid planning the F.O.X. thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that yep. and the way that plays out through the course of the movie, I sort of like that. Mm-hmm. And that's established in this scene. But yeah.
0: We cut to the grand opening. And it is effectively a Barnes & Noble is what it is. Yeah. Um, and that's because it was based, this this inter- whole interaction between bookstores is based on a real life thing that happened to a real life Barnes and & Noble. And we will talk about Really it awesome. Okay. Yeah. So we cut back to her store uh, and it's clearly a few weeks later, but we find out that she's made twelve hundred dollars less than last year already. And they've only been open for a couple weeks. Yeah. And so at this point, everyone's like, are we going to close? Like everyone's kind of upset. But this is where Steve Zahn says,
3: this place is a tomb. I'm going to the nut shop where it's fun. (laughs) (laughs) And then leaves, doesn't say goodbye. Meg Ryan carries on the scene by like she's like. Steve's on or whatever his character name is and like George. walks towards the door. Yeah, George. And then walks towards the door and sees that author who was set up right. in this scene who comes in and is like, oh, are you guys closing down? I think you guys might be closing down. It's like very concerned about the store. Uh, and she comes back later because she decides to do her book signing at the big box store.
0: Here's the tricky thing about this, because she does come in and she she tells them that the book is publishing in January. Yes, um, and she's like, "Are you still going to be here?" Now, it's very possible that the way that the publishing industry works, uh, that her agent scheduled it and they have a contract with Fox Books, because that's a thing that happens: is that you do like exclusive author appearances at like Barnes and Noble and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, that makes sense. I could see that happening. Uh, I could see it not being her fault.
3: I wonder if she was so concerned. With them being open in January or not because she didn't want to have to tell her that she had to do the book signing at the other place. Ooh, yeah. yeah, or she
0: just chose to do it at the other place because yeah. she thought it would be more profitable. It doesn't matter. It's it's just a bummer that they don't get that press.
3: Yes. Yeah. So
0: anyway, we cut to she and Greg Kinnear are at a party, and it turns out that Tom Hanks and Parker Posey are at the same party. So this is the first time she finds out who he is. Yes. And what their relationship is business wise.
3: Right, and neither of them know that they're emailing each other yet. Right. It's nope. just like them establishing who they are to each other as characters and immediately sort of enemies.
0: Yes. And and they're not nice to each other at this no, party. No, no. They're, they're actively kind of fighting. And Greg Kinnear and Parker Posey accidentally break it up in a way, which is kind of yeah. funny. And then sort of flirt with each other a little bit. Yeah. Well, because Parker Posey's just because she says, how do you sleep at night? And Parker Posey just like, oh, I take this thing called Ultra Dorm. It's amazing. <laughs> you don't even look at a hangover. And she and Greg Kinnear clearly have a connection, which is why I was like, oh, are they going to get together? Because that'd be great. I would be here for that. Yeah. But no. Anyway. So we cut to later that night after the party, she and Tom Hanks are going to bed and Parker Posey's just like, he was so cool. I uh, like I can't believe it. I thought he would be mean. And he like turns (laughs) off the lights and is like, you know what? Honestly, I'm not sleepy. I'm gonna, I'm gonna stay up for a bit, honey. And she's already snoring. Like yeah, it was just like seconds later. Yeah, she takes
3: that medicine. Ultra door. Yeah, it really kicks in fast though, because she took it to out like so, so, so swift. Immediately. Yeah, yeah. Back then, it was probably something like probably illegal now.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we cut to them talking over email, where this is where she's like, I feel like I never know what to say in the moment, and he's like. I do, but I feel bad about it. Yeah. Like, I'm the worst version of myself, this whole thing. Um, and we get a montage of them seeing each other around town and avoiding each other.
3: Yeah. Well, she's avoiding him, it seems.
0: Right. Until we cut to, they're in a, I, I mean, I guess it w- would be a deli or a grocery store.
3: I think it's a very small corner grocery store in New York is what it looked like to me.
0: Where she was in the cash line, didn't have cash. So he like talks him into taking her credit card and pays for her groceries or whatever.
1: Which it, it, they play it like a he's so charming. But I thought he was kind of a dick to the cashier. He was sort of a he dick. He
0: was yeah. a super dick to a cash to the cashier. And also I side with all the people in line. Yeah. <laughs> honestly. There's signs above them that say cash only, like if this is her corner store, like I, I can understand being absent-minded, but it, once you realize that you're in the wrong place, get in the right line.
1: Yeah.
3: Come yeah, on. you have to. Yeah. I mean, they do play it like she didn't realize it until Rose is the character's name. The cashier says it's a cash only line. Like that's the first time she saw it. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be so annoyed. But also like, I don't ever carry cash on me because it's 2022 and like, what are we doing? Well, yeah, but like in, back in then it was different. Yeah, it was
0: very different. Yeah, so we cut to their respective Thanksgivings. On in his, he's listening to Annabelle sing songs from Annie with a music teacher that they probably paid a lot of money for, while his stepmother is trying to like feel up that sweet sweet leg, those Hanks gams,
3: <laughs> tanks for the feel up. Mm. I do think that this is where. The stepmother starts her relationship with the the nanny. Yeah. Because I don't know if you noticed, but Tom Hanks gets out of sitting next to his stepmother. Yes. By calling the nanny over to sit down because she was standing up. So he was like, do you want to come sit down? And she sits down. And I think the stepmom was just going to be handsy with whoever was next to her.
0: Whoever was there. Yeah. So we cut to Meg Ryan's Thanksgiving with all her friends where they're singing a song where I think the goal is for everyone to sing the different parts of the orchestra, and then when you sing in the round, it all works together. Yeah. But that's an incredibly different, difficult thing to do with people who, A, don't read music... And B, don't have good pitch. Well, like Greg Kinnear. Like Greg Kinnear can Yeah, you can't just shit. break that out at a party and expect people to be like, I've got it. Like Or podcast. You just stay
1: silent and wait for that moment to pass. <laughs>
3: right. <laughs> and when people start singing randomly for no reason. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. If I ever asked Mikey to start another podcast with me, I guarantee you in his contract would be no singing. Too bad.
0: Mm
1: Non-negotiable
0: So we cut to Birdie walks past the windows of Fox Books And sees that the other author is doing her signing there first Yeah And we cut to Meg Ryan Trying to ask for business help Via and this is the first time they use instant Messenger as opposed to just email Yeah and he's like oh I'm a Brilliant businessman this is what I do best It's all about the godfather You do this and that (laughs) which like He basically is like you're at war which Inspires her to do a Lot of the things that she should have probably been doing This whole
3: time yeah anyway which Like the anything she can do to get publicity About the store right so she has her boyfriend Greg Kinnear write a story about it and Then go on TV and talk about it and this These happens over uh, the next few scenes I guess but like every time she does Something to go on the offensive Yeah they do sort of show a shot Of her store doing well we call it right. the hustle Now yeah
0: right and so She gets Frank to write an article She has people pick it She's got like a like a, a Rally in front of the store they Get on TV it's like a whole Thing yeah and we cut to him At the gym watching one of the interviews where they've Like cut his interview so that Hers was really long and his was just that One like clip um, and then we cut to at home. She and Greg Kinnear are watching the TV interview that Greg Kinnear was on that was supposed to be about her store, that ends up mostly just being about him.
3: Yes, which he's super into because Greg Kinnear doesn't love anyone in this movie like Greg Kinnear in this movie loves Greg Kinnear in this movie. Yeah,
0: yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's really who he's leaving Meg Ryan for is his huh. self's.
3: Yeah, he saw his reflection and he was like, "Oh, I gotta fuck me."
0: hmm I gotta buy me a typewriter. <laughs> Treat Daddy did a new clickety clack. <laughs> so she basically still has not made up the difference. So even with the things that she's been doing, the store's still losing money.
1: Yeah, it's almost like she should have thought of maybe firing some
3: of her employees.
1: <laughs> uh, <yes laughs> well, Steve's so.
3: on quit of his own accord to go down to the Nut Hut. Because that place was a tomb. But he's back. Oh, that's right. I think maybe he just left for a break. But in my mind, he was just like quitting. Like he was like, "Fuck this place. It's dead. I'm out. I'm gonna go to the Nut Hut because everybody loves nut.
0: Nut shop all day. Everybody (laughs) loves nut. That's a lot of nuts. (laughs) The Nut Hut.
1: If I open a gay bar,
0: (laughs) call it the Nut Hut. Hell yeah, bro. Balls out, shafts in. So you have to like cover everything but the balls. <laughs> the look on mikey's face is worth every word in that sentence
1: famous writer Paige wesley <laughs> such a way with words <laughs> no i'm sorry that is your facial expression because when you talked uh, about it, i pictured me doing it and i was like that doesn't seem good <laughs> <laughs> learn how to tuck mikey no
0: no you know like in mean girls where all the girls cut, like, the boobs out of their shirts because yes. Regina George does it. I pictured that with boxers. So the boxers look normal, but then there's just, like, nuts
3: hanging out the bottom. <laughs> You'd have to have some contraption that holds the dick off the nuts, though. Like, that's why We're are we front. thinking about <laughs> this, like, in this level of detail? <laughs> we could call it the sack sack.
0: <laughs> You're not going to call it, like, the dangler?
1: <laughs> the dangler. What is it? It's like a serial killer from the 30s? No. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my God, the Dangler's ho- holding her off the bridge. You've reached the end of the line, Dangler.
1: <laughs> You'll never catch me alive, copper C. Hey.
0: <laughs> Wherever you are, I'll be hanging
3: around. <laughs>
0: I get out of all these hairy situations.
3: I do think we went the wrong way by making the Dangler a villain because I think he's a much better like judge. Like, he already wears a cape, and to get to the truth, he's going to hang you off the balcony like Suge Knight. Ooh, I want it to
0: wear a Judge wig.
3: (laughs) Like, from the UK? Like, the white? Yes, like like, a barrister. Hell yeah.
1: I'm into it. I feel like this episode needs a little spice, if you've made it this far.
2: Oh my god. What's what's about to happen? If you've made it
1: this far. I don't know if I told this story before. I once was with a woman in a relationship. Sexually? Oh, okay, okay, okay. Well, all the ways. Like, Sure. emotionally yeah and she liked for you to like whoa dress it up in like a costume and like she like really got into it <laughs> to
3: find it please did you have dick outfits yeah
1: i did it i did it
3: <laughs> mikey at no point did i have any question as to whether you did it or not what did you dress it up as
1: trying to remember.
3: This is where Heidi Klum got the idea for her costume this year, is what you're saying. <laughs>
0: Cut this out, but does she still follow us on Instagram?
3: No. No, she wanted to make balloons out of it. No, no, no. It's not her. It's not her. Okay. Is it someone I've met at a Chris and Maddie party?
0: Is it the lady that was the nurse? No. No.
1: No, God, <laughs> guys, okay, there's lots of them. No, it was. Uh, Is
3: it that dude in the Facebook group who said, uh, My wife's a therapist in Nashville? Should I be worried that Mikey's fucked her? <sighs> That's a fucking weird comment. I had no idea. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You should be worried.
1: How do you feel about that? <laughs> That's what I should have said. <laughs> about that in the shower. It's okay. While you were jerking it? No. Oh, okay, I don't jerk it in the shower. I'm not 14. I have a
3: whole house right here. I can jerk it <laughs> anywhere. <laughs> I'm just gonna take that audio and drop it in somewhere random. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it started. So she told me.
1: She told. She told me like I think it's really funny, but like I was like I was like oh, I think she's like into this. So like I like had a fake pair of like spectacles, you know, and like
3: put it on there. I love everything about this. Huh. I mean, although if it's your dick, it should be technically a monocle, not spectacles. But I understand what you're saying. Yes,
1: I, you know, I, know I rested on the like like, it's like, like that was like the nose. You know what I'm saying? Okay. And then there was like a couple of others, I, Mikey. You I know need what? More info. Pictures worth a thousand words. Let's
3: cue the audience pictures. Let's. Uh, I don't think I have that. <laughs> you don't think? You have that, Mikey? (laughs) If I had pictures of my dick wearing jaunty sunglasses, I would know where they were at all times. (laughs) Okay. It was only a couple. It was only a couple. I'm immediately breaking into Mikey's Google Drive no, right they're now. They're definitely <laughs> deleted for sure. I'm try- I went
1: elaborate on like two, but I'm trying to. Re- I, think, I think one was like, I think I had like a, li- like, there was like a little mini. Yeah, <laughs> like a fedora and a whip. Like yeah, it was, it some- was, yeah, it was some- Dick DeAnda Jones. Wait, I used to say construction worker. I want to say con- like a little bitty construction hat or something. Okay. It was the weirdest thing. It was one of the weirdest things I've done for someone.
0: What's the weirdest thing? <laughs> if this isn't it What is the weirdest this thing
3: This has gotta be This is, That's gotta be the weirdest Okay Alright What's the second to weirdest mm-hmm.
1: I don't know I know that after I would do One of those things We would have A very fantastic night So I knew it like Led to really good Like it really revved the engine
0: Fantastic like a fantasy Like fiction Like your dick is playing Indiana Jones In the temple of her crystal
1: Palace Palace no, the, the the costume stayed off for the, the 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 moments. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, it's just yeah, a, you don't
3: want to lose a whip up inside a woman. <laughs> Wait,
1: okay.
0: So okay, so so the costumes come off once once the activity starts happening. So are the costumes to make her laugh or did it turn her on? I
3: think both. And I think that's like my whole thing anyway. You know, you think uh, the women that are into you are chuckle fuckers?
0: <laughs> I mean, I've met my fair share of chuckle fuckers and I've never heard of this. That makes it sound like the Joker.
1: No, it was just we were dating. And like if I sent her one of those pictures for fun, I thought it was hilarious. She would laugh a lot. But then like later on when we like saw each other, she was like, she like, it was like it was very good
3: stuff. Okay, okay. In my mind, you were doing this in person. You actually sent her dick pics where you would create, I'm assuming, action shots of Indiana Jones.
0: Uh, I respect the hell out of that, and I think that's hilarious. It was weirder for me when it was in person. I kind of got into it. No, it was never in person. I think
1: that that's where I draw the line.
3: Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's sure. where oh, it's yeah, weird. That's when it yeah. gets weird. Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah, I
1: thought it was hilarious not in person. <laughs>
0: I do think it's hilarious not in person, just like one of my favorite okay. things to do is occasionally send my husband a close-up shot of just one nipple.
1: <laughs> That's really funny. <laughs> so, okay, okay, apparently there's a whole subreddit of oh, this. Oh, yes.
0: Yeah. I've seen a guy back in the day had a Tumblr blog where he would take dick pics and then draw cartoon like eyes or arms or whatever oh my on it. Oh, God. Okay.
3: All right. Yeah. I just learned I need, to, I need to like step up my dick pic game. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I have a friend who, who <laughs> yeah,
0: right? I I have a friend who used to run a blog called dickopage.com where people would send her dick pics and then she would decopage them onto a coffee table. But she would write like an essay about them. And she got some weird ones where she had one where a guy had covered his dick in like, you know, the sparkly gel frosting to write people's names on cakes. Uh, yeah. That and sprinkles and then sent it to her. <laughs> oh.
1: That's okay. dumb. This was in the context of a loving relationship
0: Yeah this was a stranger
1: <laughs> At least I'm telling this story on You've got mail and not some movie that's really famous That a lot of people are going to listen to
0: <laughs> Here, Here's what I will say Mikey in the context of a loving relationship where you're sending her photos like that, I do find that hilarious. I, I think, think that's it's very, very funny. funny too, yeah. I'm into it. When it was in person as part of the foreplay, that's when I no, was worried.
1: It wasn't like, no, okay, I'm sorry, I misled y'all. It would be like okay. hours before, the night before, and then when I saw her, it was like revved up and I was like, "What?" Yeah, because
3: in happening. my mind, you were like doing a whole like skit with your Dick Diana Jones, like trying to break into her like hidden yeah. temple no, or whatever. No. I don't have the self-esteem for that in
1: person, you know? <laughs> No, like, it's gotta be very <laughs> controlled Like before you take your fingers out of her
0: You put a bag of sand in So it feels <laughs> the same
3: Ah uh, the classic Benoit technique page <laughs> Think of like a diorama Yes but just make with the dick in it. A dickorama. Dickorama. Also, gonna be my new German sex club here in town.
0: You're not gonna go with se- personal fart secret. <laughs> <laughs> personal fart <laughs> secret's my favorite. Man,
3: we really hated this movie. <laughs> We've been talking an hour and fifty minutes, and we're like three scenes or four scenes in. No, we're like halfway through the movie
0: because we're about to get to the part where she basically asks, or he asks her to meet up. Yeah. And uh, she goes to the cafe. He goes, has Dave Chappelle scope it out. And then it's like, by the way, it's that lady that y- you hate. And he's like, no. Well, I'm going to go anyway. So he goes in and they have this like really upsetting conversation where she says some very mean things to him.
3: Well, they're true. I mean, no, I think he deserves them. I do think that they set this up as like they bring out what e- each other wants, right? Or whatever. Right. Like, at least when he is around, she's able to actually be mean to people or whatever and that's like something that she said she wanted to work on. I don't know. It just seemed like a weird thing to make it seem like they are each other's person, you know?
0: Well, and I think at a certain point he says they bring out the worst in each other because he becomes mean and spiteful and she finally finds the words to, you know, delineate her boundaries.
1: Yeah, right? But he doesn't tell her. He doesn't tell her he's the one in the letters. Like they should have no, met. No, he doesn't. And then they're like, "Oh my god, we hate each other in real life."
0: Right. Yeah. Then you have to like Reconcile this person that you fell in love with online With this person that you've met in person Which is like
1: podcasting
0: I mean, a little bit But also (laughs) true to online relationships in general Because you aren't meeting in person And and there's only so much that translates to online
1: Yeah, that's why you gotta throw a pair of glasses on it
0: Yeah (laughs) Spice it up, dudes You gotta get a couple pom-poms and a football And then like six other dicks And do like a Friday Night Lights (laughs) tableau. I'm just saying...
1: I can't I'm say that. Clear eyes, hard dicks, can't lose. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying if you got micro machines, you can set up some interesting, you know
3: <laughs> You got like Lego building houses and like micro machines and your dick and balls is like Dickzilla just like crushing the neighborhood ladies sandworm style you know what I'm saying there
0: you go <laughs> anyway she goes home and falls asleep with her shoes on I felt very seen by this um, do you sleep with your shoes all oh my all the time? god
3: I've only slept with my shoes on once.
0: <laughs> I I have like at an airport or something.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean I don't do it regularly by any means, but I have definitely fallen asleep with my shoes on.
0: Not in a bed though.
3: Like in your own house. Not like for the night, but like you lay down expecting to like chill out for fifteen minutes. You wake up an hour and a half later, and you're like, "Fuck, I got to be on a call in ten minutes." If I have fifteen minutes free in my house, I'm not wearing pants. <laughs> That's insane. You take your pants off for like 15 minutes of no pantsness, then just to put pants back on?
0: Honestly, I if I had my druthers, I would be unclothed most of the time in my house.
1: Mm-hmm. Pajamas is the most I wear. If yeah. if there's no one coming over and like, if I got to work online, it's just like the top half, you know?
0: Yeah. I No, but for me, like she climbed into bed at night with tights and shoes on.
3: Yeah, I can't speak to the tights, but uh, I've definitely done that with shoes, but like never at night. I picture
1: Todd coming in like Mr. Rogers and switching out one sweater for another and one pair of (laughs) shoes for
3: another. Time to put on my indoor layers. Yeah. Do you fear being unclothed? No, I have no problem being naked. And if I wasn't so cold all the time, I would probably be naked too. Like I. Why are you so cold? Build a fire. They have a heater. There's like so many answers to this. I have a beautiful fire, beautiful fireplace, and that's I sit in front of it pretty much every morning drinking coffee. But clothes. 74 degrees here. <laughs> it wasn't this morning. It was like 50 degrees.
0: I'm with you, Mikey, because I would also prefer to be naked and then bundle up in blankets, not clothes. Yeah.
1: I have a blanket on right now because I'm wearing
3: pajamas.
0: I'm wearing a shirt that's cut too low because it's sweaty in here.
3: I'm wearing uh, my running shorts, uh, a T-shirt and a hoodie. How many pairs of pants? Do you mean like the British version of pants? Pantaloons? No, I'm just wearing running shorts. I went for a, a like a, a run you. today. I mean, I could stand up if you want. Like stand no. up? Oh, no, so too short. short. They're so they're short. So short. <laughs> I told you they were running shorts. The hair counts as a layer. <laughs> oh. I do be having a lot of hair though. I'm a hairy dude. How
0: can you be so cold when you have a Sasquatch worth of hair on those legs? <laughs> I couldn't even see thigh. <laughs> Notice he laughs but doesn't answer.
3: What was the question? <laughs> How do you be so cold? I don't know. Probably bad circulation. I don't know. I have no idea. Anyway, so
0: he goes home and goes to bed. Yeah. And she goes to work the next day and has to explain to everyone that he stood her up. And they're like, "Maybe he was the rooftop killer." And I was like, oh, "What a twist!" Like, would love and then realize that that's just fucking fresh again. Yeah. <laughs> like every time, I'm like, "Wouldn't it be great if it was a cereal? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, man. we have that one. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so she messages him and is basically like, I don't know why you weren't there, but I said another guy that I know showed up and I said mean things and I feel terrible about it. And he basically is like, I I understand and and I'm sorry. Um I'm sure whatever he said provoked you like the fault is mine someday i'll explain yeah whatever
3: he more or less just says hey i cannot tell you why i was not able to make it last night
1: i have an inability to say sorry in person for some reason that your business shut down or it's shutting down
0: yeah. My dog ate my apology. <laughs> uh, so we come to Birdie's house where they're having scones on a table that looks like the Williams-Sonoma catalog from the 90s, where it's just like the way the plates and everything are arranged. Yeah. I was like, that's exactly what Williams-Sonoma catalogs used to look like. Anyway, she basically says, like, closing the store is brave because it's daring you to imagine that you could have a different life. And I was like, cool, but did she want one? Because we didn't really establish that <laughs> anyway but this is where we find out that she may have slept with francisco franco
3: i think she owns it like she talks about it
0: yeah she's like well he was running spain so whatever
3: yeah it wouldn't have worked out because he was a fascist and whatever but right i think she was a spy can we just get to that like Ooh. i think she was a spy working on behalf of the government and she is here undercover hiding from the, the his faction
0: agent code name tapas because <laughs> she, <laughs> she
3: serves death on a little plate
0: Little tiny plates of snacks and meats. <laughs> so we cut to Greg Kinnear and oh my God,
3: my brain. Meg Ryan?
0: Meg Ryan. Fuck. <laughs> oh, got it.
3: Holy shit. Wow. We did not like this
0: movie. I, I like, I like saw her face in my mind and I was like, what is her name? Greg Kinnear and Meg Ryan go to the movies, uh, where she reveals that she didn't vote, and he's like super upset about it. And so she leaves, and they go to a cafe where they sit down, and they're just like, "This isn't. I don't. I'm not in love with you. You're not in love with me. This is. We gotta."
3: I mean, it's a great sort of scene though, because they are like, "I don't love you. Cool." I don't love you either How do we break up amicably And like just move on With our lives Like
0: Yeah And and here's the thing Is like If someone doesn't want To be with you You they don't should tell you They A should tell you But also B Don't fight to be with someone Who doesn't want to be with you Same Because it's not going to Make you happy
3: You know like Do you think this is like This is Meg Ryan's Like being broken up With technique It's like She does this with everybody Like if they start to Break up with her She's like Yeah me either This is not working for me I need to get out of here uh, I have dated
1: so many people Who are like that yeah, oh, maybe it's me, I don't know yeah. <laughs> A lot of guys are
3: like I don't want to do a breakup talk I'll just be really bad until she breaks up with me And I'm like that's awful That, uh, that is, is awful. equally as awful As like not communicating with somebody Like that's, yeah, that's terrible
0: I will say this only works in breakups Where both people are like yeah this This isn't working Because if one person was like I'm in love with you And then you're like oh, no. <laughs> You're in love
1: with the idea of me
0: Right, right, right. Anyway, so uh, she's like, is there someone else? Is it the woman on the television? He's like, I mean, nothing's happened or anything, but she's like, good for you, basically, which is kind of crazy to just be like, you were thinking of cheating on me, but you didn't. And now we're breaking up so that we can go good for you i'm glad you found somebody
3: yeah because i've been cheating and i (laughs) i mean she has been cheating but like has not owned up to it and i guess they're on a little bit of a break right now because of the drama that's happening or whatever but yeah they were on a break (laughs) yeah an emotional affair break but yeah i mean meg ryan's been cheating on greg kinnear this whole movie
0: this is why. Do you remember in before you before we go, where she was like reading the emails, and at one point Mikey's like, "We don't know if he was still cheating," and then in this movie, it's like she's cheating. <laughs> I think it's yes. funny yeah. double standard. It is. Anyway, so they decide to break up. Uh, her store is closing. So she's got like a 40% off sale. And people are like crying in the store because it's closing. Yeah. Like it's super, super, super sad. And this is where she goes across to the other bookstore and sits in the kids section. And they don't know the name of an author. And she has to like tell them the author. And she's just crying. And Tom Hanks is watching just like. It's like printing money <laughs> He's
1: yeah. like he just like gets off on sadness He's like oh my god Yeah sell that fucking book in my store bitch
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> This is his kink That's why he travels around scouting out new locations And other like bookstores To drive out of business
0: Yeah he's like you know small bookstores love to be choked
3: <laughs> He's like BDSM But the B is like Books, books. B- yeah, <laughs> books, book binding. I like to bookbind and to be
0: bookbound and be bound. <laughs> so we cut to she's talking about this one, uh, Noel Streetfield, who wrote all the foot, <laughs> the shoe books, and I was like, that dude had a foot fetish. <laughs> like, they're making it like a cool kids thing, but like, who writes about shoes that much? Honestly,
1: like. Maybe a billion guys in their 20s right now. I don't understand what's <laughs> That's going on.
0: Sneakerheads, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Armando.
0: Well, Armando's a very big boy, and so there are very few things that come in his size that he can be cool about fashion-wise, and shoes are one of them. There you go. Anyway, we cut to Tom Hanks and Parker Posey are coming home from some event, and she's mentioning that she wants to try and hire Meg Ryan as a children's book author or not an author an An editor editor. yeah which i actually think would be like a perfect job for her but um i agree and she even says she's famous for her flawless takes if she if she likes it it sells and tom hanks is like i don't see her working for you because she's not a killer which is like also like let her work for parker posey if she wants to asshole
3: anyway and also maybe she doesn't want to hire an editor that's a killer You know, yeah, maybe she wants someone who's just going to make the right choice and who has impeccable taste, which she clearly does. She does So
0: they get into the elevator The elevator stops Everyone goes around being like Oh my god When I get out of this elevator I'm gonna marry this lady Or when I get out of this elevator I'm gonna
1: Have a Philly cheesesteak oh.
0: Have Philly- Oh yeah uh, But Parker <laughs> Posey Basically is Completely ignoring everyone And he's like I think when I get out of this elevator She just goes Oh I lost my Tic Tacs And just like Interrupts him immediately yeah. She also says That she would get
3: her eyes lasered <laughs> Which I <laughs> think I had to assume That was LASIK right But she She's not wearing so. glasses. I mean, maybe she has contacts, but maybe. Yeah, I don't know. She's
0: she's great. I love her. I she wish is she amazing. And Greg Kinnear could could have worked it out anyway. So. It's implied afterwards that they break up in that elevator. Well, she
3: yells at the guy on the phone. Yeah. yeah. I mean, she is really acting terribly here. This is when she is at her most chaos. Yes. And honestly, this is one of my favorite scenes because she's hilarious as hilarious. this character. She plays this character a lot in this time period.
0: Absolutely. In the next scene, we see that Tom Hanks moves into his small yacht with his dog. Or I think his is more of like a houseboat, but then his dad has like a yacht yacht. Yeah. So he basically, in, in his emails, is like, I was sitting in the elevator and everyone else knew what they wanted and I didn't. And I'm like, but then that doesn't go anywhere. this uh, We don't explore it at all. It's just something he kind of says to people. I don't know. Anyway, we cut to Meg Ryan closing the store for the last time. And it's heartbreakingly sad, really.
3: Yeah, she's not showing a lot of emotion in this scene, though. I was like, man, I would be bawling my eyes out if that was me.
0: I was crying watching it. And yeah. she's just kind of like, huh? Yeah. Anyway, we cut back to the docks where Tom Hanks' dad shows up to move into his yacht and they have (laughs) drinks together where his dad is like, yeah, I stayed here after I broke up with so-and-so and so-and-so. And -and And we reveal that like half of them were Tom Hanks' nannies And, and also that the new like the most recent woman ran off with the nanny, which is hilarious I hilariously ironic. Yeah. But it no this would have been a perfect time for Tom Hanks to at a certain point be like, Oh, I think there's some bad patterns here. Yeah. Maybe right. Because essentially, he's like, his dad's like, oh, I'll meet somebody new. And he's like, you, you're you just going to meet somebody new who you'll love and like care about. And he's like, oh, I don't give a shit about that. Like to realize that his dad views women as disposable. Yeah. Essentially. And and just replaceable. And so.
3: It's crazy.
1: Like independent bookstores.
0: Like independent <laughs> bookstores. Well, and, but I think that's. I think that's part of the thing because his dad treats women as if it's not business. It's not personal. It's business. Yes, he does. This is transactional. Yeah. And I feel like Tom Hanks, the implication of this movie is that he has found someone that he truly cares with, cares about and fits with well, but then still treated her likes and dislikes and business as disposable. Yeah. Because he, he didn't actually in, invest in it and he knows and has known And knew before her store closed. Yes. And didn't intervene. And didn't try and help her at all. Didn't try to help her. (laughs) Yeah. It's ridiculous. Anyway, so he shows up at her house with flowers. And she, I think, is legitimately sick. Like, has a cold, which I thought was a weird choice in this scene.
3: But she does. She does have a cold in this scene for whatever reason. Well, stress makes your immune system go down i just and,
0: mean story-wise it doesn't make a ton of sense yeah
3: maybe she had a
1: cold in real life i don't know
0: i don't know but so he brings her flowers and, and kind of gets her all situated and tucked into bed and everything and i thought at this point he was going to tell
3: her me too and
0: she reacts to some of the things that he says to her as if it's like triggering a light of like is he the guy like well yeah as if she's suspecting it but it doesn't Like we don't know It's just kind of It's not really examined
3: Those two moments Are when he says I got you daisies Because he knows That she likes daisies Because of those Email conversations And when she's saying The mean things He literally puts his hand On her mouth And stops her from talking and he's like, let me at least stop you from saying something that you'll regret later on. Right. Which is also something that she said in an email exchange. So I think those two things are what clue her into that he might be the guy she's emailing, I guess. right? Yeah. I guess maybe. But they never show that she is suspicious of that. Just right. like, weird, how did he know that? You know, which is different than... Maybe he's the guy. I hope he's the guy.
0: Or weird that that's coincidental. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah.
3: It doesn't line up. Oh, wow. Maybe he is the guy. That would be great, right? We never get that side of it.
1: Yeah. I almost thought I missed a part of the movie because I was like, because they do, they shoot it like she realizes. And I was like, yes, they do. Did he say something important that I missed from the earlier in the movie? No, he
0: didn't. And for a moment, I was like, oh, my God, does she realize?
1: Because he says a sentence and, like, pauses, and he's like, huh?
0: Well, and he, like, puts his <laughs> hands up to her lips to, like, shh, don't say something, you know, like, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Oh, I used to do that when I got drunk all the time with my friends. I'd be like, don't speak. Don't say don't oh, say another no. word. I bet you lost a lot of friends
3: over that. Yeah, that would drive gained me nuts. Them, gained friends. My, my fingers are... They smell a lot like mustaches, Paige.
0: I yeah, I was going to say that mm, I feel like they smell like dick from you dressing it up in costumes. <laughs> I can't get these chariot wheels to stick to my nuts.
2: <laughs>
3: I was trying to do Ben-Hur. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> except it's, it's Ben-Hur. Yeah, exactly. Oh. Exactly. Yeah.
0: I do like in this scene that she says, just because it wasn't Saying it's not personal just means it wasn't personal to you, but it was personal to me yeah. and a lot of people. And there's nothing wrong with being personal. And he still doesn't apologize. At all. Yeah.
3: He never apologizes for doing what he's doing to her. You destroyed nope. my family's business. Yeah. Yes. Why won't you fall in love with me?
0: Yeah. Well, and, and what we do get in this scene is that he finds out, or, 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 pretends to find out. He already knows, but he gets her to admit to him that she doesn't know the guy from the cafe and that like she's been emailing back and forth. And so he uses this to his advantage because he messages her back as that guy being like, let's meet up, but I've got some tweaking. And then he meets up with her, like stalks her and like meets up with her at like Starbucks and the farmer's market and all this stuff where they have these like day dates where he's like run into her and he's just like, oh, I think that's, that guy's secretly married or like, what if he, you know, is all these things that you wouldn't want. And it's in a way, it's almost like he's trying to sell himself as an option instead of that guy.
3: Yes, it is. I think he's a little disappointed. Which is completely unnecessary. I agree way. completely. This whole segment of the movie does not need to be there. But I think he wanted Meg Ryan to choose lunch, Him. date, tom hanks you know like him yeah. as he is to her in real life he wanted her to choose that and then at the end of the right. movie when she goes to the park instead of staying with him he's like all right well i'll just show up there with my dog who i won't keep on the leash even though that is the law yeah sir this reminds me of one of my characters uh, who also does this a little bit uh, batman <laughs> another troubled <laughs> billionaire yeah another rich man's son Mikey,
0: if you ever end up with another lady who wants you to take Dick Tableau's. I don't want to dress it up
1: like Batman. No,
0: no, don't dress it up like Batman. I just want you to Photoshop a picture of instead of the bat signal, it's just a dick in the sky.
3: Or just like the outline of a vitamin water. Yeah. (laughs) Or Spider-Man. Like, do you think she loves Peter Parker or Spider-Man? And
1: like, that would be a real thing. But like, he's not a superhero. I'm, I'm like I'm sorry that you don't want her to like the sensitive version of you who's vulnerable. Vulnerability's hard. You don't have to hide behind your computer screen to to do it.
0: I mean, that was a, a huge piece in the in the most recent Spider Man that made me cry a lot. So I know. there's that.
3: I'd go with Spider Man though because I bet he's way more accurate with the white stuff he shoots out of his body. Yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. he makes it in a lab.
0: Anyway, so we cut to the end of their lunch date, basically. Yeah. And he's trying to get her to not go meet up with him, which is... it's manipulative and that's why I don't love it.
3: I know the last 30 minutes are super manipulative from Tom Hanks and honestly make me not like him as a character. But like, yeah, he, he's like, I feel like if we had just met under different circumstances, I wasn't Joe Fox. You didn't run the bookstore, the, you know, the little bookstore mm-hmm. or whatever. We would be getting married. We have that level of relationship. Right. right. I've had this
1: talk with girls. I go up to a, a girl that that's, I find gorgeous and I'm like, if, it, if I wasn't who I am, Inside and out. (laughs) We could have been
3: together. Yeah. If I was completely different inside and out, you'd super be into me. Yeah. If
0: I was Scarlett Johansson and you were Chris (laughs) Evans.
3: It might work out for us.
1: Absolutely. Paige, I have a, I'd have a problem doing a podcast with Scarlett Johansson, I think. I'd be like, oh, look, look.
3: Would you? <laughs> I don't know. She's just like a regular person, though. Like, I think, you'd, I think you would do fine. I think you would surprise yourself how fine you would be in that situation. Because you're not a creepy dude, you know? Mikey Shh. is giving me a look that makes me believe around Scarlett Johansson he might be creepy dude. So, like, I wasn't expecting that look. Uh, how, how are
0: her teeth, though? Hold on. I'm going to look <laughs> up her teeth.
3: I, I
1: just don't think I could work with her. And
3: be professional.
0: Todd, I need you to enable screen sharing. (laughs)
1: Uh,
3: If if you would just give me one second, I will absolutely do that. Uh, Please take it away, Paige. Now, last time this happened, Mikey, we got a bunch of shirtless cavil pictures. (laughs) Paige brought up just close-up pictures of Scarlett Johansson's, I will say, impeccable teeth. I know it's her. Yeah, of course you do.
0: This person should probably be on a watch list. Celebrity Detective Steve. You mean the person who wrote the blog Scarlett Johansson's Teeth Pictures? Yeah. It's celebritydetective.com, smiles
1: and teeth. Yeah, if you could just go ahead and send that link my way.
0: Yeah, I got you. I got you. Anyway, so she comes back out of her apartment to go meet up with him in the park. At four.
3: <laughs> yeah, because it wasn't like they met up right before she was supposed to go, because that would have been hilarious. She's like walking to the park and then you see Tom Hanks sprinting the other direction, like <laughs> yeah, trying to yeah, beat yeah. her there. That would have been so funny. But no, that's not what it is. She goes home and changes.
0: That's not what it is. Yeah. She goes home and changes, but then she comes out of her apartment with no keys, no wallet no purse, and no pockets.
3: Paige, she has lost everything in this movie <laughs> except for <laughs> Tom Hanks. He has done what sociopaths do in relationships and that is remove someone from their social circle and anything that can give them stability outside of you. Mm-hmm. And they get him to buy a house. She is entering an abusive relationship at the end of this movie. Ugh.
0: So he shows up with Brinkley the dog. <laughs> she realizes it's him and she ugly cries. Like, yeah, Like her face crumples like a newspaper.
1: Yeah. Because her last six months have been emotional manipulation. Manipulation. Yeah.
0: But then she says, she says, I wanted it to be you so badly, which is so weird. Because why? That just means that the person that you care about ruined your life. Yeah. Well, like, which is like generally what happens so i get i mean get it out of the way at first i guess but then they have one of the most <laughs> awkward kisses i've ever seen on screen
3: well i mean she is his aunt Paige. what do you expect yeah <laughs> i mean honestly i, I would
0: have gone for a cheek instead yeah, yeah <laughs> like, absolutely yeah anyway and, and that's, that's the movie, the movie.
3: so having I mean, seen the movie we talked about the movie what you guys think about you've got mail yeah, Ugh. I just think it's not good enough to be watchable, and it's not bad enough to be fun. So like, it sits in that weird area where yeah,
1: it's, it's in that sweet spot where it's like weird and boring.
3: Yeah, it's like it's a movie. It's fine if you've watched it. Don't watch it again. If you haven't watched it, don't watch it at all. I am confused
0: at how it is so popular. I think is is where I'm at.
3: I honestly think it's got to be just it's sort of of the time, and I get that. But mm-hmm. also the bankability of those stars was huge. At this time It
1: rides on the shoulders of Sleepless in Seattle
3: Yes that That is probably what it is Which I still I have also never seen So but I love Sleepless in Seattle that, That's a movie that Natalie and I watch every year around Christmas time
0: Ah so it's a tradition
3: It is a tradition We've been doing it four years at this point Or almost four years That's
0: you know, like next week is going to be a tradition for the podcast because it'll be the third time we've done something. Mm. Do you guys have any final thoughts? It made it made me want to go like hug my local bookstores tight. Right.
3: Well, you probably do. You, I guess you still have some, then, huh? Oh, we have a lot of local bookstores. <sighs> we
1: have we have books local bookstores. Oh, I do. I mean, I do. I'm in town.
3: Yeah, I literally don't read books. So
1: yeah, I I, I realize it is if you don't read. Well, you're the real reason why they went out of business. No. No, I quote-unquote read audiobooks. You you wouldn't even listen to them new fancy radios. Is that what you do for (laughs) entertainment? I mean, Barnes & Noble used to sell
0: audiobooks back in the day for a while. And in fact, bookstores used to sell audiobooks. Yeah,
1: I think Barnes & Noble is the good chain. I think the bad chain of bookstores that drove everybody bonkers was... Borders.
3: Well, Barnes and Nobles was first. Well, why don't we get into the fun facts then? So hit us with your fun facts. Borders, fun fun facts.
0: facts. All right. So, uh, as I kind of mentioned, this is based on a Hungarian play, but then also subsequent movies. And one of the things that is really interesting about all of those plays and movies prior to this one is, is that in all of them the characters are single this is the only one in which they have significant others but in almost every one of those plays and movies someone in the like some character commits infidelity and is like harshly punished so i think it's really funny that this is the one version where everyone's kind of cheating on people and no one cares
3: literally everyone in this movie is cheating on somebody
0: yes <laughs> um the scene where uh, Tom Hanks' character act- accidentally shuts the balloons in the door of the bookstore and says, oh, thank God it's not the fish, because he had a, a bag with a fish in it, Yeah, um, was actually an accident and it was ad-libbed and they just kept it in because they thought it was funny. <laughs> uh, the reason Dave Chappelle is in this movie is because he had turned down the role of Bubba in Forrest Gump because <sighs> he didn't think Forrest Gump would do well. Wow,
3: okay. Oh, Interesting. Wow. I don't know how good he would have done as Bubba in Forrest Gump. I, I no, I think Bubba is fine as is. Yeah, I really like the guy who plays him as is, yeah.
0: Um, but because obviously Forrest Gump went on to be huge, he was like, I'm an idiot, and went to Tom Hanks and was like, I am so dumb. You were right. Cause I guess Tom Hanks kind of wanted him as Bubba. And so when this movie came around, Tom Hanks was like, how about you do this with me instead? Which turned out to equally be a huge movie. Yes, it was. You know, but I feel like he doesn't have much to do in this movie or anything. It's kind of a nothing role, but whatever. That's
3: what I was going to say. Like, there's not much to him in this movie. He's maybe in four scenes.
0: Yeah. 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 Uh, All of Joe and Kathleen's emails were put on the movie's official website, which Warner Brothers maintained until May of 2018. So you could read all their conversations. Oh, which by the way wow. were inane as hell. So like I don't like even listening to them in the movie, I was like, I don't, I don't want to. You're like, read what's these. your
1: favorite color? I've never connected like this with someone.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So all of the bookstore scenes in the film were filmed at Maya Shaper's cheese and antique shop. Okay. On 106th West 69th Street. Um, They wanted to use it because it had kind of the more homey feel they were going for. So they paid for the owner to go on vacation for a few weeks. And then while she was gone, they turned it into a bookstore, filmed everything they needed to film and then put it exactly back as an antique store, exactly the way she had left it. And then
3: just brought the owner home, like to the store. That's really funny. Amazing. That owner won like the jackpot that week. Like, or yes. probably three weeks.
0: Like I, I think it was like a month that yeah, they sent her amazing. on. Yeah, that's amazing. It was very funny. In order to get the feel of how this movie should feel uh, and how those characters should feel working in the bookstore, Nora Ephron had Meg Ryan and Heather Burns work in a bookstore in New York City for about a week. Uh, It was Books of Wonder in Manhattan, which they basically claim that the bookstore in this movie is kind of based on Books of Wonder, even though Books of Wonder is bigger uh, in this movie. Yeah. So the location of Fox Books in the movie is the location of a real life Barnes and Noble. It's on Broadway and 83rd on the Upper West Side. Okay, And it's because when Barnes & Noble first opened there in the early 1990s, it had widespread community opposition. People picketed, people were super unhappy that they were opening, and they were worried that it would drive out a local bookstore, Shakespeare & Co., which was on 81st Street. Now, in 1996, that Barnes Noble closed their doors. What? No, I'm sorry. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. In 1996... That Shakespeare & Co. store does close. Boo. Well, wait for it. Okay. It's two other locations stay oh. open. Okay. Yes. So, um, however, because big chain bookstores have kind of gone out of business, yeah. that Barnes & Noble ends up closing, as is a local borders. But do you know who's still fucking open? Shakespeare and Co. Shakespeare and Co. (laughs)
3: Hell yeah.
0: Because I double-checked. I was like, are they still open? The other locations are still open. So that one in particular closes, but the chain itself stays open.
3: Awesome. All right.
0: So Tom Hanks is obsessed with The Godfather, just like as a person, as an actor. Oh, really? Okay. Yes. He and Alec Baldwin and Rob Reiner are all obsessed with The Godfather and have hosted viewing parties where people like Rocky Horror, The Godfather, where you like shout lines back at it. Sure, yeah. And then they often like have inside jokes with each other of lines from The Godfather, which is actually kind of-
3: That is kind of fun, yeah. I could see actors of his generation being super into that. That's cool.
0: Whether you like The Godfather or not, it is one of those movies that is so ubiquitous and so famous that you can't ignore its impact on pop culture. Yeah. Yeah. So Meg Ryan got her first computer while this movie was filming. What? Okay. Nice. So she was not like an email person until this movie basically.
3: And that's when she met her current husband uh NYC 665 or whatever. Uh
0: 125. 125? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Tom Hanks collects typewriters. Like his char- wow. like the character of Frank.
3: Okay. Yeah. So he's a little Greg Kinnear himself. All right.
0: He is. Now regarding those computers, Kathleen, who is supposed to represent the feisty, independent, kind of everyman character, uses yeah. a Macintosh, which at the time of this movie.
1: Oh, yeah. They weren't big back then.
0: They were not. They had actually lost to Windows. But Joe, the representative of the massive and big business, uses a Windows PC. Yep. And at the time, they were actually marketing to two very different uh, camps, as it were. Where Windows was marketing to the business world and Mac was marketing to artists, children, and families under kind of the umbrella of usability. And that kind of parallels to how it kind of works in the ecosystem of You Got Mail. But I also do think it's funny that Apple then became the giant soulless corporation (laughs) later on. And those are your fun facts.
3: Well, thank you for those fun facts, Paige. Let's talk a little bit about Box Office. So this movie came out in 1998. What do you think the production budget for You've Got Mail was?
0: These are huge bankable stars at the time. Yeah. I think this is probably 40.
3: Okay. I'm going to say 50. All right, you guys are both under. Actually, $15 million under. Mm. It's $65 million was the budget on this movie.
0: I mean, it makes it back, but that's still a lot to spend where it's not necessarily on the screen. It is
3: a lot. If you adjust that for inflation, so 1998 to today, that would be $118.3 million uh, on this rom-com. Okay, so the movie came out on December 18th, 1998. And it was number one the week it came out. It beat The Prince of Egypt. That was number two. A Bug's Life was number three. Star Trek Insurrection was number four. And Jack Frost was number five. That is the Michael Keaton Jack Frost, not the one we did for Horror Virgin, um, was number five that week. (laughs) So what do you think You've Got Mail made in its first weekend out the weekend of December 18th, 1998, when it was number one at the box office?
0: Twenty-five.
3: Okay, Mikey, what do you think? 20. All right, Mikey, you're a little closer. It was $18.4 million in its opening weekend. It was then in the theaters for another 18 weeks, so a total of 19 weeks in the theaters. It literally didn't leave until the end of April 1999. Uh, What do you think it made in its domestic run in the theaters?
0: I'm going to say 160.
3: Okay. I'm going to say 120. Okay, Mikey, you're closer. It's $115.8 million. And the International Box Office, it also brings in $134.9 million for a total of $250.8 million. And again, that's $1998. If you adjust that for today, that's $4. Or sorry, four four hundred and fifty six point six million dollars. It made quite a bit of money for the day. It was an expensive movie, but it made a lot of money. But that is your box office. So this week, I made you guys. Oh wait, Mikey, do you want to hit them with that romance scale?
1: Yeah, a romance scale is how romantic we found the film today. Scale of one to ten. Yep, it's I a think one. I have for me. some thoughts about this. Todd, you gonna go one? Absolutely, it's a one for me. Yeah, yeah. I- I'm gonna go one as well. Yeah. I did not find this film romantic I did not tear up or get emotional at any
3: point which I thought was odd I
0: teared up when she was losing her store yeah
3: I teared up for the wrong reasons in this movie or at least the reasons that make me think it's not romantic yeah and that's our romance scale So this week I made you guys watch You've Got Mail So sorry Thought it'd be better What are you guys making us watch next week? I think Paige it's your turn right?
0: It's my turn Because my turn always falls on my birthday week There's something about the way the calendar works That makes that happen And every year on my birthday For the last two years And this will be our third year We have covered one piece of a trilogy That's (laughs) foundational to this podcast (laughs) Yes We are watching Fifty Shades Freed my friends Oh my My God. god
3: The ending of the saga
0: The ending of the saga which just means it will Be free to continue 365 As the rest of the saga because that Second (laughs) one is fucking bonkers
3: (laughs) And the third one is just as wild Well your homework for next Week is to see if you can Use a pommel horse correctly. I, I vaguely remember that being in the second one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> of course, Paige remembers. And enjoy the third in the uh, 50 Shades installment. 50 Shades Freed. 50 Shades Freed from my mom's friend. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, Mikey, do you have a review for us to read?
1: No, not really, but I'm trying.
3: Well, while you're bringing one up, let me tell them how they can have their review run on the podcast, and that is to leave us a five-star text review, and I'll have Mikey read it to you. So, Mikey, whose review are you going to read this week? I'm going to read Historical Insomniac. Okay, well, what does Historical Insomniac have to say? Happily Ever After.
1: Okay. This threesome has made so much coffee go up and down the wrong pipe. <laughs> Maybe you're just drinking it wrong. Why is it got to be our fault? Yeah. There should be a medical warning in the beginning of each episode after the ads. <laughs> Wait, are we running ads? Hang on.
0: Yeah, we're just not getting paid for them.
1: Yeah. I subscribe to the Horror Virgins.
0: <laughs> oh, actually, no, this isn't on Anchor.
1: Oh, that's right, that's right, that's right. And it's just as great. Thanks for helping us all through this long COVID fog. Five stars.
3: Well, no problem. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast and leaving that awesome five-star review. And if you want to have Mikey read your five-star review, leave us a five-star review. So, um, yeah, guys, if you like this power thruple that we have here on this podcast, make sure to check out our other podcast, The Horror Virgin. And that is the only other podcast that Mikey and I are on. But Paige gets around and she is on two other podcasts.
0: That's gonna be it for us, you guys. I'm Paige. I'm Mikey,
3: and I'm Todd. And you complete us to completion. Mm. Toodle pip. Send nudes. Wait, it's online. They're gonna send them to you. Oh no. Yeah, you're you're asking for people to send you nudes, but if you send nudes, dress it up, man. I want to see Indiana Jones with a whip.
0: Hey, you know what? One time I asked for sexy, like mundane job shots uh, on (laughs) cold podcast, and I got sexy construction worker (laughs) photos. So like, anything could happen.
1: I didn't mean to send me nudes. Just send nudes to each other. Spread good in the world.
0: Only consensually. There you go. Ask people if they would like the nudes, and then if they say yes, say
3: here you go. But don't reach out to strangers. Like right. Yeah.